This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Well, hey there, friends. Hey, pretty, yo, man. Pretty average to see you. It's Monty in the Morning, the Monty Show. Yeah. It is very early. Very. Uh, 6 a.m. every day. Good old Monty and Jake. Wide okay. awake. Okay. On a Tuesday. Uh, big football issues in Utah to talk about. Does Kyle Whittingham need a wake-up call at Utah? Some pretty surprising comments from Witt. We'll hear from uh, Coach Kyle coming up in a bit. Kalani Sataki, also some pretty surprising comments, including his thoughts on Jaron Hall. We have our first NFL coach fired. Violence on the field Violence. in Kansas City. Uh, Devontae Adams is probably looking into suspension. Jake loves the uh, baseball playoffs far more than the NBA playoffs. Uh, but he hates Draymond Green. Well, am I alone? Should Twitter be able to ban people? Uh, mm, mm, that wow. feels like a tough situation. Yes, they should be able to ban people. And uh, by the way, did anybody see good old Billy Shatner went to space and then good said old it Billy. sucked? Billy, the Billster. Hey, just real quick. Do you believe in like um, global warming? Do you believe yes. the earth is dying? Yeah, I believe we're killing the Earth, yes. Uh, William Shatner yesterday said he went to space on the big blue penis ship uh, of Jeff Bezos, and he said that uh, it was a funeral. <coughs> yeah, that's not good, dude. That's probably not ideal. It was a vast uh, space of darkness. Yeah, it was really odd listening to that. We'll talk about all that on the show today. Uh, but this show, as always, is presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in Utah and really in this entirety of the United States of America. America. Uh, America is the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. I've known Matt Driggs uh, and the guys at the Advocates for over a decade. When you get in an accident, there was this huge accident on the 15 last night uh, in Sandy. There were rollovers and... You know that people this morning had their lives changed by that accident. If that was you, if you've been in an accident, you don't know what to do, you're relying on your insurance company to protect you, no, 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 friends. Make sure you get to utahadvocates.com. Chat with them for free online right now. You never pay a consultation fee. There are never big upfront retainers. In fact, you don't pay the advocates out of your pocket. You only pay them when they win your case. That's right. They're so confident in their ability to advocate for you that they don't send you a bill until they win your case. UtahAdvocates.com. All right, let's start with kind of a bigger, broader college football topic this morning because I think this is a big one. Kyle Whittingham, the head coach of the Utah Utes, um, had his weekly press conference yesterday, and it was kind of what you thought it would be coming off of a loss to UCLA, a disappointing performance out of his defense, yeah, he talked about all that. He talked about Cam Rising. He talked about Devon Vele and getting the ball spread around more. Yeah. And he talked about the fact that you got to pay players if you want to win big-time college football. Jake, were you at all surprised that Kyle Whittingham talked about the need to pay players in today's college football? Yeah, you know, I think I, I am a little surprised that he was so 
you know, direct about it. And and I want to preface this before we get to this bite. It's important to understand the question that was asked of him uh, because the question's not in the bite. So the question was, what do you think of what Lincoln Riley's doing? Because obviously Utah is playing SC this week. So the question was, hey, what do you think of what Lincoln is doing there? And, and Witt said, hey, you know, he's doing a great job and everything like that. But then he goes on to, to say this. Well, trust us when when we say he went on to say that you have to pay players. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know I have what no idea Jake, why that's not happening. you have happening. failed me for the final time. Um, yeah, Kyle Winningham went on to say that you have to pay players in today's college football in order to compete to get them in the transfer portal. And he straight up said, you know, it's above board. I'm not saying anybody's doing anything wrong. But I guess the thing that stands out to me, Jake, is that Utah has struggled so mightily um, in NIL, are you surprised that that Witt is so blunt about those failings? No, I'm not surprised about it. I mean, he he straight up said that that you know it's it's this situation where NIL is essentially facilitating paying players, and he's exactly right. I mean, that's the whole essence of NIL. The whole point of it is to be able to say to a kid, okay, hey, yeah, we want you to come and play in our program. And, and the way we're going to do that is we're going to create a, a, a deal from a sponsor with you to help grow their business and to help pay you so you benefit. That's the essence of, of NIL, name, image, and likeness. I mean, these guys need to be able to make money on, on their brand. And I think that, you know, when Witt was talking about it, he, you know, was kind of candid about it. He was kind of blunt about it. He was kind of salty about it, in my opinion. And I feel like, you know, when you when you look at Utah and the lack of NIL, you know, for me, it's it's surprising because you do have guys that, that you know, are doing it. Like Cam Rising, obviously, is doing some NIL. But overall, Utah is not strong in the NIL department, not nearly as strong as, you know, obviously a BYU or some of these other schools in the pack who seemingly have a deal for everybody and their brother. So to me, it does to me very much feel like Utah's behind the curve with it. And I and that's why we kind of titled the show today that Utah needs a reality check because it shouldn't be a situation where you have guys like Witt and, you know, Nick Saban or Jimbo Fisher talking about how, you know, hey, they're just paying guys and and that's, you know, every guy on their roster, they're paying. It's like, well, what do you think? Like, they were already doing it. Yeah. Paying college football players goes back to Pete Carroll and SC. Like, this is not new. This is not somehow transformative. This is not some sort of rocket science level concept. We've been doing this for decades. Yeah, but I, I think the issue is is that right now, Utah's not competing. And I think when, when you look at their ability to, to get recruits and you look at a game like USC and, and you see that um, there, you know, you have the biggest, baddest dudes in college football coming to Sac Lake city this weekend, mm -hmm. you're a three and a half point favorite, but where are your NIL deals? Where are your players out doing interviews where like, it's just weird to me that a, a great institution like Utah just has never got going. And I think the question that has to be asked is has college football, modern day college football 
deliberately passed Kyle Whittingham by. And what I mean by that is I think there's a lot of things that Kyle Whittingham doesn't like about college football. I think the money, I think the pay for play, I think the transfer portal, I think NIL. I think Kyle Whittingham, and he, frankly, he admitted this yesterday, he's not a big fan of that. And I think when you when you understand who Kyle Whittingham is, you understand he's one of the longest tenured coaches in all of college football. You understand the success he's had long before NIL got here. It's not surprising that Kyle Whittingham is frustrated with the state of college football. But I wonder, Jake, is it in the best interest of Utah to have Kyle Whittingham? And I don't know, is the right way to say it? Not embracing NIL, not embracing the transfer portal? Because he specifically called out, and I guess called out might be the wrong word for it, but he specifically said, hey, USC is 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 a prime example of how the transfer portal impacts programs because they brought a bunch of dudes in. Yeah, you know, you know, basically what he was saying is that, you know, obviously they hire Lincoln Riley. When Lincoln was at Oklahoma, he has all this talent. He goes to the SC, and all of a sudden all those guys transfer to SC. And it's like, hey, I, I get it. You know, I understand that you're frustrated with it, but – yeah, it's probably not in the best interest of the program to have a head coach who who isn't exactly dialed into to NIL. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to hate on Wit, but I do think obviously the game is evolving, the situation is evolving. I mean, you, you can't like college football is very much a sport unto its own. Like it's different than college baseball or yeah. college hockey or any even college basketball. Like you know, college football is a sport where. You have to be on the on the cutting edge of it. You have to constantly be pushing that envelope forward. And so for me with Wit, I, I, I look at this conversation that admittedly he didn't even bring up. Again, remember the question that was asked, which was, hey, what do you think of, of Lincoln Riley and what he's been able to do? And Witt goes into this whole thing, this whole soliloquy, essentially, about how, you know, hey, all these guys, the NIL, NIL has essentially facilitated Lincoln's success at SC. That's essentially what Witt's point was. And and, and on, on one hand, he's not wrong. It has. And it's legal. And, and, and Lincoln Riley's not doing anything wrong. But, but on the other hand, I understand where Witt's coming from. Like, hey... You can basically just pay to get guys into your program now. And to me, this very much feels like anything else in life that is new that gets rolled out. There are loopholes in everything. There are ways to game the system. There are ways to get an advantage. And yeah. if you're not caught, it's not illegal. And NIL is not an illegal act. I, I just don't see that Kyle Whittingham is a guy that wants to play the game. Yeah. And listen, with all due respect, mm -hmm. um, I think you have to you have to if you if you are a, a Utah Ute fan, you have to start asking yourself if you can any longer compete with the USC. With all due respect. I think that's a real question because Lincoln Riley is going to win the conference championship probably three of the next five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he stays at USC and all things remain equal, um he is he is going to you know, until they leave, I guess it's, it would be two years. And then once they get to the Big Ten, they're going to be ready to win more conference championships right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And so my guess is he's going to be in the college football playoff three in the next five years, right? both in the Big Ten and in the Pac-12. And I think when you look at teams like Kyle Whittingham in Utah, it, you either get on the train and you accept the fate and the, the current situation in college football or it 
the train passes you by. Absolutely. And my biggest concern is because Witt is old-fashioned and he is not somebody that likes to um, you know, adjust the way he does business, that Utah is going to get left behind when it comes to the transfer portal and NIL. And there's only one way to fix that. And I'm not ready to say that Kyle Whittingham shouldn't be the head coach at Utah because I think he should. But I think he has to find a way to mature and grow this program and his kids and to bring in all this new talent. And if you are going to be part of their maturity and their growth process, and if that is going to help you on the field win games, you've got to play the NIL transfer portal game. And I am here to tell you as a show that has worked our asses off to get in touch with people at Utah on NIL deals. I mean, we have people that want to spend money at Utah football and you simply can't get in touch with anybody. And I can tell you, we've reached out to Tavion Thomas. We've reached out, to, I mean, uh, multiple guys. We've reached out to a lot of guys. And it's very difficult to get those guys to, to answer back. It's very get, difficult to get those guys to engage in the NIL discussion at Utah. Mm -hmm. I can also tell you that people like Coog Connect, CoogConnect.com at BYU, they are running circles around the Utes. Yeah. I can call a guy like Jake Brandon at Coog Connect and I can say, hey, you know, I'd really like to have this player on my show, a Harris LeChance. Let's pay him this much. Let's attach him to Papa Murphy's Pizza. Let, you know, like, it's yes. it, it, the deals get done. Yes. But at Utah, you can't even get a conversation. That's the frustrating thing for me is that you have all this talent up on the hill. They're a compelling story. They're one of the best football teams. I think Kyle Whittingham is arguably the best football coach in the history of Salt Lake City and in the state of Utah. And you can't paint that picture because it's almost impossible to do NIL deals with his guys. And I'm not just talking about interviews. I'm talking about, hey, be a spokesperson for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You know, like appear here, like all of these things that all these other players are doing and the Utes are getting left behind on that. Mm -hmm. And it's really frustrating to me. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that, that you, you see what BYU is able to do. You see what some of these other programs are able to do as far as just building the brand. It do, it's not even necessarily about you know, getting Jimmy from Texas, who's some five-star recruit. I mean, obviously that's a big part of it, but you look at the branding that goes into, you know, I'll just use BYU as an example. Like the Bilt Bar thing is the perfect example of of how, you know, NIL works. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of people criticize BYU for that deal. And I think that overall... It's just a situation where where Utah has to get better. Like, yeah. it, we have this, this – so this is a little behind-the-scenes thing. We just tried to play this clip, right? And I just figured out why I can't play, and it's a perfect example of what happens in this town. We see it with Utah all the time. So Utah is, is notorious for having audio issues in their press conference. Yes. This is another thing of that. Basically, in English, there's only one channel of audio that they're recording Wits press conference on. And there's oh. another channel that is not live, which is why we can't play that sound. That's what I'm talking about. Whether it's whether it's the Jazz, Utah, or anybody not executing in in marketing, NIL, branding, all of it. Like we have this Kalani bite that we're gonna play, and it sounds perfect, right? Because BYU is good at these little things. Yeah, that's what's frustrating. And I think that we've talked all about how Utah, you know, 
is notorious under Witt for having these great defenses, and they're not a quarterback school. I wonder, hey, if you were better at NIL, maybe you would have had a replacement for Brand Keithy. Maybe we wouldn't have to be waiting on some of these other wide receivers. Maybe you would have a prolific wide receiver threat on the outside. That's yeah, that's absolutely you know? right. Yeah. All right, let's get your uh, let's get your thoughts in here on NIL. Just on, on the on the surface level, I'd love your comments on is NIL good for college football. I think that is a hugely important conversation, especially in terms of the old school coaches like Kyle Whittingham mm -hmm. who don't want to pay players. I mean, I, the other guy that comes to mind in this conversation is Nick Saban, yeah. who's openly talked about the fact that he doesn't love the process. He doesn't love the portal. He doesn't love the pay-per-play thing. Like, is NIL good for college football? Well, Could, and, and I think, sorry, not to cut you off, I think one factor in that point that coaches like Witt and Saban, these guys who are really successful, they're really good at what they do, they don't have the hammer over these guys anymore. They can't say to Jimmy from Poughkeepsie, hey, you have to do this because you can't transfer anywhere. Yeah. right? You have to play the game a certain way because I have you over a barrel. I imagine that's frustrating for coaches in today's game. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Am I Jazz fan first winning this morning? What's up, bud? Good to see you. Can I Johnson? Hey, hey. Les Wayman, how are you? Uh, Zesty's Retro and Game says, you guys need to touch your thoughts on these terrible pass interference calls. The, NI the NFL has a real officiating problem. We'll talk about that coming up on Football 50, but mm -hmm. they have a real, real again, deal. This isn't, I mean, this is every year we talk about this, but this year it's been pretty exaggerated. Yep, what's up? Ed Wynn says, uh, morning, y'all had some Papa Murphy's last night. Hey. Half Thai, half chicken bacon Let's artichoke. Go. Chicken, I'm sorry, chicken bacon artichoke? No. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Artichoke hearts on pizza isn't actually half bad. And you slather it in bacon grease. I mean, what are we even talking about? Do you put ranch on it? Yes. You put ranch on everything. You know, Tom Basilius, good morning to you. He says, you think Utah kids thinking about leaving Utah after the season? Probably. I mean, you have got, I mean, every school has that. Yeah. I mean, we saw, we saw that already this year at, at BYU. Um, you know, so I would assume Utah will lose guys. I assume they will pick up guys. You would hope. Uh, Tom also says for once, unfortunately, and up with y'all. Okay. Okay. Good to see you. Kurt Myers. Hello. Good to see you. Um, use code Monty. You, yes, Edwin's make sure you use the promo code Monty 25. Yes. Use the Monty code Monty 25. When you order your Papa Murphy's pizza, you get 25% uh, percent off your purchase of $25 or more. Absolutely. You should do that. And look at Provo Cougar fan. Oh my God. I haven't been up at 6am since I retired from the Navy, but I have leftover Jacko boom, from Monday night. Boom, Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Thank you for your service. Now tell me that Papa Murphy's leftover pizza is not the best leftover pizza. Like I think it's phenomenal. Like, and I think it has to do with the crust. They have it. There's a certain saltiness in their crust that really comes through day two that I love. Yeah. I, uh, I'm telling you right now, Cold pizza is, you remember oh, that man. used to be a show on ESPN, cold pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I love leftover pizza. Mrs. Monty and I, they, she makes, Mrs. Monty made this incredible vegetable soup last week for meal prep. And we were dipping pizza in it. Oh, it's over. 
Dude, I mean, life changed as you knew it. Yes. Right there. M. Alvarez, what's up with you? Good to see you, friend. Provo Cougar fan says, uh, NIL is the future of college football. Get on the bus or get left Agreed. behind. I mean, Straight I, up. I, I, it's not one – like, I don't even think you – like, as a program, you – like, generally speaking, not even just Utah, but just across the board, you don't have time to sit here and twiddle your thumbs. Like, you have to get it going now or you will be – years behind because think That's about how right. long it takes to build a recruiting pipeline if you're not already on the forefront of nil you're already several years behind you're behind yeah yeah there's just no doubt about it if i mean you you, you got to get on board or you're going to get left behind yeah. i mean it, it really is it really is that simple jesse harsh what's up hope vegas was good to you buddy says guy oh there you go vegas was lit the outcome was not great but the fans were great and i really wish the game was played more yeah it yeah. was um that was fun. Everybody looked like they had a great time. Um, Marquez says, spot on analysis of BYU and Utah football. Appreciate you. Edwin says, is Kyle going to the NFL anytime soon? No. Kyle nah. Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham, when he's done coaching at Utah, will be done coaching, period, I think. I, I Listen, I wish he would embrace NIL and the transfer portal more because I just, this offense has held Utah football back. I mean, for the, the 10 years I've covered the Utes, the, the offense has always been the issue. Right. I mean, dynamic, outside talent, quarterbacks. I mean, Cam's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. Um, but you've struggled. I mean, all the way back to, think back to Travis Wilson. Think back yeah. to, I mean, you go back a pretty good way at Utah football. You've really struggled to have a dynamic throwing quarterback with really good depth at wide receiver and really good depth at running back. Mm -hmm. All at the same time, you've had good running backs, you've had good wide receivers, you haven't had a quarterback. You have a quarterback now, but you don't have great wide receiver depth. Yeah. You've got these issues with Tavion Thomas. Witt said yesterday Tavion Thomas is back to being number one without a doubt. Like, yeah. You just have all these issues, and it seems like you've never been a cohesive singular, singular unit on offense. Yeah. And I think now you have an offensive line that, you know, they're they're not perfect, but the offensive line at Utah is playing pretty well. Yeah. I just wish Witt would get on the bus and and use the transfer portal the way guys like Lincoln Riley do. And I think I think we can play the the audio bite here if you wanna you wanna play it. Uh, Kyle, well yeah, yeah, sure, roll it. Look, man, first of all, that audio is dreadful. It's terrible. Do you see what Damn. I mean? Dreadful. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, how is it that bad? You're the University of Utah. Uh, I, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, yeah. I don't. Witt just has to get on board and embrace that. And, and it's unfortunate because, yeah, I don't disagree that there is probably some you know, scheming going on behind the scenes. Schemers. People are finding loopholes. Like, that's what happens in college football. Like, that's what we do. Like, I just don't think that we can we can sit here and be surprised that, A, Lincoln Riley found a way to get the next Kyler Murray in his college football program. You know, like, should we be surprised? No, probably not. 
So I guess I just feel like, yeah, while I don't disagree with what Witt is saying there, I I disagree with the the mindset on it. The mindset shouldn't be, hey, this is dumb and frustrating and we shouldn't have it. The mindset should be we have it. Whether I like that we have it or not really doesn't matter. Just like I would tell a kid that it doesn't matter whether he wants to run this play or that play, we're going to run the play. It doesn't matter if I like NIL or not. I got to get on board and we got to get better at this because we're going to start losing that next kid from East High School who should have been a Ute but went to Provo. We're going to lose that next kid from Corner Canyon who should have been a Ute but went to BYU. That's the price you're going to pay. And that's why I'm saying, like, I love Wit. I love the X's and O's. Are they as good this year as I think they probably could have been? Probably not. They haven't executed at a high level or high enough. But they're a damn good program. And all you need is talent, and Kyle Whittingham's going to take you places. So he just got to get on board now. Yeah, it's tough. To, I mean, the he's just got to get on board now thing is very difficult. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It, it is. And it's one of the things that I really appreciate about Kalani. I think Kalani largely has gotten on board. I think Kalani is somebody. But uh, but again, Kalani's far uh, is younger, hipper, faster. Like, uh, And I think Kalani has a lot more challenges at BYU. Obviously, with the honor code, the atmosphere, um, the the lifestyle on campus in Provo is very different than the lifestyle, uh, you know, up on the hill. Like, yeah. I, I just think you have a different set of circumstances in Provo. You have a different set of challenges in recruiting. And, you know, you mentioned it's funny you talk about, you know, places like East High School is across the street from Utah. Like, I mean, there, there's just no reason that, that Kyle Whittingham – I, I, the word is not struggle because I think Kyle and his guys do a really good job recruiting, but you're missing opportunities. You're missing an entire avenue to add guys to your football team. And the game is just so dramatically changed. But if, if you're a kid if, if, if and you're in the portal, mm -hmm. and let's just be honest about where Utah is. If you're a quarterback in the portal right now, if you were Jackson Dart, did you ever look at Utah? No. You didn't, but did you look at BYU? You did. You know, you, you look at a, a kid like, you know, a, a Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson should have been a Utah Ute, but he was going to go to Boise and then he went to BYU, right? Like, there's just something flawed in the process, you know? And, and it, it is since Kalani's gotten to BYU, and I think Bronco, it, it's funny, I think Bronco and Witt were very similar guys in this situation. Yes. You look at yes. you look at the way that Bronco did business. I don't think Bronco is an NIL portal guy. And we'll see. I mean, I think Bronco's going to coach again. Mm -hmm. um, very clearly, he's going to coach again. But I just think this story right now is a huge story if you're a Ute fan. Um, and the biggest stories in sports, as always, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash right here on the Monty Show. Uh, make sure you get your car to a Quick Quack Car Wash. They're all over the state, certainly all over the valley. Those are great local car wash owners. Go and support local businesses, friends, and that includes Quick Quack Car Wash. It's fun. Put the kids in the car. Go get the car wash. You know, there's nothing better than opening the sunroof. Okay. Don't open the sunroof in the car wash. Like the shade. That's pretty much self-explanatory. So that they can see through the sunroof. Right, through the glass in a concealed space. You want to keep the sunroof. Anyway, yes, my yes, point yes. is, let your bring your kids. Let them look through the sunroof. Let them look through the windows. See the different colors. And again, I will say the best part about Quick Quack Car Wash. They smile. They're friendly. 
They're nice people, which is so like refreshing. The, the level of service you get from Quick Quack Car Wash is phenomenal. So go get your membership today. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. And then send me pictures. I love that you guys are commenting. Yesterday, people tweeting a picture of a pizza at us. Yes. Tweet us pictures of your Quick Quack experience. We'd love to see it. Absolutely. Tweet us. Tweet us, tweet us, tweet us. The go Monty through show. the drive through, go through the tunnel and take a picture of the, the colors. Just that's all you got to do. Yep. M O N T Y, the Monty show on Twitter is where you find us. I think this Kyle Whittingham story is a, it is a big story. I think this is the biggest story in sports this morning that the head coach at a PAC 12 school straight up said yesterday that he doesn't necessarily embrace NIL in the transfer portal. Yeah, I don't know, Jake. Uh, I don't think that audio is playing. Is it not? <laughs> it's not playing. I'm telling you, it's garbage. I'm telling, I'm telling you, you, it's absolutely garbage. This is crazy. Like, look I'm at everybody like... saying there's no wit sound. So I kid you not, and I know we talk about this on this show all the time. Like, it, it, and I'm gonna play this Kalani bite right now because I want you to understand. Yeah, just so you understand what I'm saying. This is the issue with with Utah, the Utah Jazz, like. How is your audio this bad? Listen to how good Kalani's audio is. We couldn't, didn't get Puka a ball, you know, so that's frustrating. And so, um, yeah, I, I think uh, when you only have 40, what, how many plays do we have total? 46? <laughs> that's, that's not going to do it. And so part of that is defense get off the field and offense get first downs and keep drives going. Um, and, and to just get more efficient football from our team. As I think what Notre Dame did was, was right. On the clock, you know, be balanced, run the ball, throw the ball, and um, that's, that's what we should be doing. Wow. By the way, he how is pissed, pissed is that guy? Dude. But look how clean the audio is. It you works. can actually hear it. Like, it's so frustrating. I just don't understand it, that man. You, you cannot. You cannot. It, it, I, can I? I'm sorry. Can I say so? I'm listening to you guys on my Bluetooth, and I thought something went wrong with my speaker. <laughs> no. Uh, hello. Hello. Utah. Hello. Is this thing on? Hello. Are the Utes here, please? <laughs> my <laughs> my point is, we got to talk about that sound here in in two minutes. But yeah, yeah. my point is, I think BYU is running circles around. Yeah. Utah, and it's impacting them in recruiting when you have Kyle Whittingham saying he doesn't cut. Witt yesterday said, we don't embrace the transfer portal. That's right, T. That, that's not something he likes. It's not something like he doesn't believe in paying players. He was asked, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you get players? You pay them. You pay them. That, and he said, and it's not like anybody's doing anything wrong. It's all above board. He's just not comfortable with it. Yeah. Utah is getting left behind in NIL. Yep. Utah is getting left behind in the transfer portal. Utah is getting left behind in, in the state of Utah and recruiting. You can't tell me when you compare BYU and Utah, BYU's dominating NIL. I think 
I think BYU is dominating recruiting in this state. You look at the you look at the talent, and now the results on the field this year hasn't been there for BYU. And you see that bite from Kalani; he's clearly frustrated. But you are getting the talent in Provo. So Jesse Harsh's comment right there in the audio rivalry: BYU is undefeated. Suck it, Utes! Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! How do you have? A, I wish we could. Oh, I wish you guys man, could hear dude. it. Not only is it only on one channel on the audio track, but there's like a. It's the Utah Jazz audio and system. For those of you who don't there's know, like a, when you when you record audio, yeah. Keep talking. To re to record audio, there's typically two channels. When you only record it on one, like Utah does yesterday, you can't use it. You can't hear it. And so I tried to do my best to make it work, and clearly it didn't work. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to work on my cardio level so I can imitate the hiss <laughs> on people's audio streams for longer amounts of time. I don't get it. Anyway, all right, your thoughts. Um, Tanner says, it's. I've always wondered when, why... When Lisa Wilson's friend gives one-word answers, she says it three times. If she was a offered drugs, would she say, maybe, maybe, maybe? No, no, no. No, she wouldn't. I don't think so. By the way, please, somebody has got to peer pressure Lisa Wilson into coming on this show. Because <laughs> she is not answering my messages anymore. No, no, no. no it, that's her answer. She's like, no. No, no, I, no. You know, well, I just, you need to message Lisa Wilson. Like everybody get on Instagram and message Lisa Wilson and make her come on this show. Make her yes, tell yes, her yes. we want you baby. Whoa. Like what? Anyway, her what? name, what is her name? Her name is life. According the number two, Lisa, get after it, man. She's got to come on the show. Yeah. Follow Zachy Poo's lead, you know? Oh, we, that's not what you meant. We won't call him Zachy. That's though. not what you meant. Okay, she is my a, bad. She my is bad. a cougar, though. That's right, T. I still think that growl she does. <laughs> that's Lisa Wilson doing <laughs> it. Not Zach's mom. But, or not, Trav, not <laughs> Travis. Not Travis. Zach's mom. There's too many Wilsons <laughs> in this state. Uh, Provo Cougar uh, fan says, look how important NIL has been uh, to the walk-on players. Yeah. Yes. You're paying tuition. And what did BYU do? They turned it into a marketing piece. So now everybody and their mom knows that... All walk-ons are covered because of some bar company that makes protein bars. You know. Uh, greasy hand Sean Butterfield just says, ha, 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 ha. You know. Yeah, man. It's fine. Um, Kurt Myers says, uh, rumors are that Texas is having second thoughts about joining the SEC and may stay put in the Big 12. Mm. I, I don't know that that's true. I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know that that's true. I don't. Uh, Caleb uh, Alamore says... Aylmore uh, says, how about that Big 12 championship race is the second best conference top to bottom? You know, it's interesting. A lot of people have asked me about that as well. Like, hey, where's the Big 12? They're better and you're not giving them any credit. Well, I mean, obviously with what Leipold and Kansas are doing, um, you know, they lost this weekend, obviously. But what I mean, the Big 12 is a better football conference this year than it's been in many years. And it's because the bottom half of the conference has come up. They're getting off to a good start this year. That's what I would say. I think that, um, and, and I'm not even interested in discrediting what they've done. They've had a great start. I mean, there's just no way around that. And I think, yeah, they're playing great football. But I, I also think that you have to look at 
a number of things, you know, whether it's scheduling, whether it's, you know, how they would fare against the, you know, top tier Big Ten talent, because I, I have news for you. Even if the Big Ten is top heavy, which obviously it is, you know, even with that being the case, I still would take, you know, your, you know, a great Penn State team most years over, you know, Kansas. You know, like I think most people would do that. This year is a little bit different because obviously there are some programs in the Big 12 doing some things. So if we get to, you know, week eight, week 10, you know, and you're still doing what you're doing in the Big 12, then yeah, I mean, I think you got a shot to be the second best conference. But until then, I, I, it remains to be seen. It, I, I, I always come back to the question of, okay, if the bottom team in the Big 12 played, and the bottom team in the Big Ten played, who would win that game? Well, that's I, I, my question. Yeah, and I, I think you look at the the standings in the you look at the standings in the Big Twelve, and I don't think there's any doubt that K State's going to beat Oklahoma this year. I mean, it, Venables has a huge project on his hands now, thanks to Lincoln Riley. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the bottom of the conference: Oklahoma, Iowa State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Baylor. Um, those five teams have not historically been at the bottom of the Big 12 when it comes to football. Um, and then I think you look at, at you know, Kansas, uh, T, uh, Kansas and Texas are 2-1. and one. TCU, Okie State, and Kansas State are, are, you know, undefeated. And I still maintain that Oklahoma State's the best team in that conference. Of course, I could be wrong. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, it is because a conference conference is flipped right now. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw Kansas and K State doing what they're doing. With all due respect, you know how long have we all been waiting on TCU to come back? Like it yeah. is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, and then you bring in those teams next year, man, including Brigham. Brigham, and we'll we'll see exactly what happens. I, yeah. I you know, the answer is I I don't know, uh, but I want to play this Kalani Sataki bite again because I think it, we we have got to get to BYU here because. You know, this Jaron Hall situation where he's now dealing with this injury that has required him in his shoulder that's required him to take multiple shots, and it's the same old song and dance at BYU. And one of the questions I would ask you about BYU is at what point do you make changes to your strength and conditioning staff? Because the injuries are not – this is not typical. Well, for BYU it is. All I have to and say that's is the here problem. we go. Yeah. Here we go. Every year we're dealing with this. Yeah, and you listen to Kalani. This is not a this is not a coach that's happy about what's going on with his team. I mean, couldn't didn't get Puka a ball, you know, so that's frustrating. And so, um, yeah, I, I think uh, when you only have forty, what, how many plays do we have total? Forty six. <laughs> that's that's not going to do it. And so, part of that is defense get off the field. And offense get first downs and keep drives going, um, and and just get more efficient football from our team. As I think what Notre Dame did was was right, on the clock, you know, be balanced, run the ball, throw the ball, and um, that's that's what we should be doing. Yeah, I mean that that bottle slam at the end, Jake, when he loaded that video in this morning, he's like, hey, you got to see Kalani Sataki's gonna you know, slam this bottle down a little bit. Like, that's a very telling You don't see him thing. do that very much. And no. I know it's not some huge throw-it-across-the-room thing, but you don't see Kalani do that. Yeah, and I, I think you got to start looking at, at A-Rod a little bit in this offense. I think, I mean, the running game, I, I, I can almost understand. I don't feel like right now that you have a number one running back. I feel like you have a bunch of ors, like looking at the depth chart for the Arkansas game. I feel like you have a bunch of ands. 
Um, you know, I mean, Chris Brooks is your number one. He's gotten off to a slow start, just like the entire team has for the last month. He's trying to find his legs. Like, I just think there's a lot of, uh, of adjustments that need to happen. The play calling's got to dramatically improve. I mean, you listen to the first thing that, that Kalani said there, didn't get Puka the ball. How's that possible? Yeah. And now the good news is it sounds like you're going to have Gunner back. There were a lot of people worried about him. Sounds like that injury was far overblown. Um, so if you're going to play Arkansas and you're going to have Puka. Sorry, who? Arkansas. Okay. Jarrah's, you know, alumni. Jarrah. He's an alumni at uh, Arkansas. Skaters. Skaters. Testicles. Skaters. Anyway, the point is. <laughs> What did he say? Hey. Going to pour vasectomies on them skaters. You got to circumcise the mosquitoes. What? <laughs> That's what he said. Jerry Jones. It's man, crazy. They're cracking Texas, though. Anyway, the point is, yeah. um, Arkansas is, is a really good team. KJ Jefferson's going to play. He's out of concussion protocol, so they're going to have their quarterback back. Yeah. That's a team that's reeling. BYU, frankly, is a team that's reeling. Um, and I think you're looking for answers at BYU. And we talked about it at length yesterday. I, I don't know how else you fix this offense, but with better play calling. Yeah. And I think, I know they like being, they like being, you know, aggressive, but how are you, how are you going to be aggressive when Jaron Hall is just not throwing the ball? What better execution? Again, I say this and it's, it's frustrating to me. That we're going to have this conversation. Look, look, if he's not good to go, play Jacob Conover. Yes. Because what happened on Saturday in Vegas can't happen again. You should have won that game. Yeah. You feel like that was a winnable ball game. I, I don't know. Was Oregon a winnable game? Probably not. BYU was a win at versus Notre Dame was a winnable game. You had that game in your hands and you start to wonder now, did Jaron prevent them from winning that game? I, I mean, the early turnover certainly didn't help. That wasn't on A-Rod. You know? I, I was thinking about well, what you said yesterday. That, but, but, but that decision. But wasn't it, though? Wasn't mm. it, though? I mean, if you're going to come out with a quarterback that's got a shoulder issue that you knew about, and you're going to call a deep shot right out of the gate? You think that's why that ball was like that? Yeah, Because I he's hurt? I, he's a wonderful thrower of the football. Yeah. When he's healthy. I mean, clearly there's an I issue. Mean, but... Listen, Jaron has shown us that when he's healthy and he stands in the pocket, he can deliver the football. He's not the guy that has to run to be effective anymore. Yeah. I mean, the work he did with John Beck over the summer very clearly made a difference. Yeah. But you can't call a deep shot right out of the gate with a guy that's got a bum shoulder. Yeah. Well, and I, I also think, philosophically speaking, when you head into these big games, you know, you got to get Jaron in his groove first and the offense into a flow. Well, like, you know, I think. But how do you do that? Well, do you throw five, six-yard under routes? That's, get some completions under your belt first. And I, and I also think that, yes, the offense needs development. Yes, they do. But what sense like, does any of this offense stuff make as we talk BYU football on the Monty Show presented by Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. Make sure you find any of their five Utah locations from St. George to Logan, Lehigh, Layton, and, of course, our good friends in Salt Lake City at the Murray Store. Uh, that's why I bought my Traeger Iron 1885 uh, at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Murray. Um, they're fabulous to do business with. Get online, chat with them today, bbqpitstop.com. Uh, but listen, when you when you look at the issues on this offense, the 10 men on defense thing, I don't get that. A couple of weeks ago, lining up in the neutral zone, 64 straight snaps, I don't get that. Yeah. 
I don't think it was 64. That but could still, be an exaggeration. That's my what it point feels is, like, That's what it feels like. <clears throat> but my point is, lining up in the neutral zone and 10 men on the field is the exact same penalty in my mind. Mm -hmm. It's a mental error. On offense, I don't think we're seeing mental errors. I think we are seeing self-inflicted damage with poor play calling. This wrote again, this rotation on the right side of the line, Harris LeChance should be should be playing every single snap at right guard. Yeah. Period. Kingsley Suamataia and and Harris LeChance I think have been phenomenal as a tandem on the right side. They've only gotten better chemistry-wise, but when you're rotating running backs, when it's Miles Davis and Christopher Brooks and Peeney and, you know, okay, there's instability in the backfield. There's Fair. instability on the right side of the line. Um, we have instability in the play calling, so Puka's not getting the ball, and we're calling a deep shot that Jaron either couldn't or didn't believe he could make and that they didn't want to throw it in hesitation. These are self-inflicted wounds. And the thing that I see here is, is I see a, an ever-evolving Kalani Sataki. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's playing Mr. Nice Guy anymore. <laughs> I, I th When you see him, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of maybe two or three times I've ever seen him frustrated like this. And significant change has come from that. And I'm hoping significant change comes from this frustration. Where is A.A. Ron right and I, now? And I'm not telling you to fire Roderick. I'm not. But there has to be a significant change in the way you call plays. If Jaron's hurt and he is in the game, let's not come out of the gate throwing a deep shot. Let's come out of the gate. Why? And if you're struggling to run the ball, let's run some RPO. Y'all feel me? With the intention of pitching that ball outside. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Why is that so difficult? Why are we not flexible and pliable offensively? In the play calling, why are we not working the middle of the field anymore? Is that not who Isaac Rex is? Is Braden Cosper not that guy? Is Mason Wake, who played, he's healthy, he's back in the lineup, throw him the football over the middle. Throw in the football in the flat. Mason Wake has shown you he can catch the football. Why are we limiting ourselves in, in, to a quarter of the playbook when it comes to routes? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. How long have we been sitting here calling for Cody Epps? Yeah. You know what the problem is? The ball didn't go to Puka Nakua. Is that why Cody Epps had the game he had? No. Cody Epps is a hell of a receiver. Throw the ball to Puka Nakua, and here's a here's a novel idea. Throw the ball to Gunnar Romney, and, okay, let's get really crazy. Throw the ball to Cody Epps, too. Keep it real. Oh, my God. Spread the field. Are you serious? How did you think of that? I mean, I, 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 you know? You know what? I I I I smoke some ayahuasca, which you don't smoke, you drink, it's tea. Still, Sorry, I grinded please. it up. I put it in some coffee, which I've never drank, and I had some clarity. <coughs> anyway, the point is it's basic football, <coughs> MFers. I often feel that way about BYU, whether we're talking what, that about you need ayahuasca yes, to tolerate yes, it. Yes, in fact, yes. That Dad I often it? feel like whether we're talking about the point you just made or whether we're talking about playing dime on first down against the run, like, what are we doing? It's 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 simple X's and O's basics of football that they're just not doing. James Griffin says, sup, boys, listening from the gym. Let's go. Let's go, pump iron. Wait, what's the gym? I don't, I don't, I mean. I could... You and Jim, like Jimmy, are listening together? Do you even lift? Oh, the gym. The yeah. gymnasium. Where you, oh, we used to do that. Yeah. We used to. Yeah, well. We got to we... get back after it, kid. Yeah. What are you best? No, you do. You're fat.
Not me. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Mark asks, good morning, Sataki. Love approach has to turn into tough love with his players and coaches. Totally well, agree Well, and I think that. you've seen that. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and, and not give him credit for being hard on his guys. I mean, he's clearly sitting there pissed off. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Tanner says, how well do you guys think this BYU coaching staff handles adversity? I think they made fantastic in-game. Tuiaki's adjustments in the second half, phenomenal. I mean, obviously, now how do I say this gently? Just say it. I, I, I think. Hey, they, yeah. jerky, why are we zoning up Michael Mayer? Well, they don't know who Michael Mayer is. Michael Mayer's 87 or some guy who plays tight end. How about Ben Bywater after Jesus the game being Christ. like, yes, yeah, that uh, Mark Meyer kid can really play. You're a douche. <laughs> what? Like they don't, I've heard probably four or five Cougs talking about Michael Mayer and they've either called him 87 or they've called him Meyer. M-A-Y-E-R is not Meyer. It's Michael Mayer. If you don't know his name after Saturday night, now, Tuiaki, I don't know why you came out in zone Saturday. No idea. That was not a good idea. We specifically talked about it. And this is what I'm saying. Like, as I listen to you make these points, I'm sitting here like, dude, I remember last Tuesday us having a discussion about how you can't allow Drew Pine and good old Mikey Poo to get it going in the passing game. You can't allow that to happen. How do you allow that to happen? Yeah, go ahead and roll your dime package in on first down and drop eight and see what it is. And that's exactly what they did, and they tore that ass I, up. I, you know, like, the thing I don't understand is the the this idea that this secondary can't cover. Yeah. Like, you only play nickel and dime at the volume that BYU does if you don't think you can cover. They can cover. Like, I Micah okay. Harper, I, has, has Micah not been a revelation at safety? Yes. I yes. mean, it, it, and the other thing is, Ben Bywater has played very well. That's right, T. He has played very well. And I, I think, you know, he, obviously he is a smaller guy. But he, I thought him, I thought Max Tooley... I thought when they bodied up Michael Mayer, it made his life much more difficult. Now, I mean, the guy made three, four phenomenal catches in man that had nothing to do with the coverage. Yeah. I thought Micah was in his jersey But at you one can point. live with that. Yes. If the dude's talent yes. is just going to overcome and your guy did everything he could do, played good defense, was, was right on him, and he still makes the catch, okay, you're just better than us. That's fine. But what I can't get down with is this concept of – hey, he's running a seam route through the middle of our defense and all our guys just want to hand him off to the safety. Yeah. And then he's wide open. That can't happen. That can't happen at all. I totally agree with that. But what can happen is you should use the promo code MONTY25 and you can save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza who presents football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour, because I'm amazing. Um... I don't know what you say about that. We'll get back to BYU in 10 minutes here on the Monty Show. Kick, what? Can I, listen, listen, I am not a football coach. Right. What were the Raiders doing last night? Any Anybody, you had the Kansas City chefs on their heels and you make a stupid decision on kicking the field goal, going for two, like, this kick the field goal, go for two versus go for one, like, I don't get it. And Josh McDaniels is smarter than this. The Raiders should have won this game. Like, yep. I, I, I cannot, for the life of me, 
understand the thought process that goes into the stupidity. Uh, I, I mean, at some point, when are we going to get away from what the stats say and just work with our gut feeling? Mm-hmm. And when your gut is as prodigious as mine is, right? Yeah, your feelings are loud and strong. Right. Loyal, strong, and true to my gut. The point is, you guys, the Raiders should have won that game. Is Josh McDaniels doing a good job as a head coach of the Raiders? I, w- I mean, I don't know that he's doing a good job. I-, I think he's doing an okay job. I think the problem is is you've got you know Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams. So when you have those two guys, the expectation is, hey, you're going to be able to make some noise because A-Rod, A-Rodge made – plenty of noise with Devontae on his team and and I think people are saying all right yeah that's Aaron Rodgers but Derek Carr is no slouch he can make this work and so when you don't make it work and you do lose games and you are one in four whatever the hell they are now one in four that's embarrassing dude like that's not going to be good enough and so to me the other problem is is that Josh McDaniels hasn't exactly been scintillating as a head coach in his career this is the first opportunity he's had in 10 years since that Broncos opportunity and yet well, here we are being average. The other thing I would say is, um, again, I am not a coach. Right. But I would probably cover Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's just a suggestion. I'm well, just I mean, I'm just again, a, I'm a YouTube hack like Spence Checkett says all the time. I'm just this YouTube hack. Hey, man, I get it. Yeah. I would cover Travis Kelsey. I mean, I don't well, again, want him to have. Number 87, right? I, yeah. No, you know, 87, maybe you've heard of him. Um you know, little Michael, Mayer. little uh, Travis, uh, you know. I mean, it's not my fault he had two. Oh, no, three. Wait, I mean, four touchdowns. Cover the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better now. Like, are you serious? How? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. How bad is the officiating in the NFL right now? I think the officiating's a huge problem. I mean, the, the, the same call was... was that was a, a roughing the passer in Tampa on Tommy. Tommy. Um, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes last night, not a roughing the passer, nor nope. should it have been. But you look at some of the pass, the PIs that somebody brought up, you look at the roughing the passers. I just don't know how you get this right because it's an impossible game to officiate. It is absolutely impossible. I think NFL referees are trying to do their best to protect the quarterbacks. And there's no right way or wrong way to do that. I thought Steve Young said it perfectly on ESPN last night. I wish I was playing quarterback now instead of then. Hell yeah, you do. Because Steve Young would probably have never had the concussion issues he's got now. And I think he'd be the greatest quarterback since sliced Joe Montana. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's amazing to me. Yep. But I don't know, Jake. The sad thing is in the NFL, I don't think there's a way to fix the officiating. No, I don't. And that, and, and I think what people forget, and this is like umpires in baseball or officiating in any league, like the human element is what makes the game the game. Like the human element of blowing a call is what makes the game dynamic. And to me, yeah, it, it Tom definitely got a call. There's no question about that. At the same time, you know, other guys don't get calls. That is an age-old thing in sports. So to me, yeah, is the officiating crap? Yeah, it is. But does it make the game the game? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think it is what it is. Best team in the NFL right now. Come on, Jake. Oh, Josh Allen, he's hung like a steer. I mean, he is. Oh, he is, and I, I've seen it. 
up close and personal. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, who, who you don't know? Who do you like? Yeah, I still think the Bills are really good. Like, who are you? Who are you saying is the best team? You know, I think the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, they're the best team. Are they not the best team in the NFL? You, why don't you roll out a Washington Commanders take? They've won. Uh, bro, don't <laughs> don't because you think I won't. You think I won't? Uh, yeah, the, the way, Washington Commanders are the did, best team. Did anybody? Did anybody see Ron Riverboat Ron's answer when he was asked? Hey, um, hey, Ron. Hey, bud. hey guys. Just a question, uh, real quick. Tanner Plummer, uh, the Monty Show executive producer. Tanner Plummer with a question: um, Why are you guys better offensively? He did not even hesitate. He's like, "Oh, the quarterback. We got a better quarterback." Idiots. Like, how about how about Riverboat Ron like calling out his crappy quarterbacks over the last couple of years? Anyway, uh, best team in the NFL, Bills Mafia, jumping through tables, pricks. Uh, don't forget about Zachy Poo and the Jets, though. Now, listen. I thought you said the Jets. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I believe that was a YMCA, but anyway, wow. the point is, okay, that team's getting better. The Jets are improving. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. Um, if Lamar Jackson could actually stand in the pocket and throw a football, uh, I, I would probably be saying that the Ravens are 4-1. and one. Uh, But I think he cost them a game this weekend. Uh, but if you look up and down the standings, I think there's only a couple teams that you can talk about. Um, and is Tanner Plummer here? Oh, yeah, he's here. Uh, then I'm he's not going to say the Eagles because you're not. It's, yeah, screw the Eagles. Screw the Eagles. Jalen yeah. Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts, he can get off the field. Yeah, he hurts my butt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What? I don't know. Uh, Buffalo is the best team, but I think Buffalo, Kansas City. Um, you know, I vacillate back and forth about the Minnesota I Vikings. I've matriculated down the incompetent structure of best team in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings have to be there. The Eagles have to be there. The Chicago Bears are not there. So um, it's the Bills. Let me ask you this, though. Are the Sam Frogs Disco 49ers there? Yes. No, they're not. They're three and two, and at some point, Jimmy's going to throw a terrible interception, and they're seasonal in. Well, that may be in the Super Bowl, though, which makes them one of the better teams. Yeah, I want to say that it's the L.A. Rams. It's not. Yeah, you want to talk about a guy in Stafford that's struggling a little bit lately. I want to say it's the Green Bay Packers. It's not. Guy, How did they lose to the Giants? You can't even. The Packers don't exist on this show. Come on. Joe Parker would like to know when the NBA starts. It starts when we say it starts. By the way, by oh, the way. You want you want NBA talk? We got NBA talk for you. By the way, I'd like you to know something very special. Uh, hey, did you know that the Jazz G League affiliate is moving places? Stop the music. Stop the music. Let's stop the music. All right, we're transitioning. We're transitioning here. But, no, okay. seriously, did you hear yesterday the uh, the Salt Lake Stars? Um, The shooting stars? Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you hear that Dwayne Wade's son is going to play at Maverick Center? Oh, you did like a month ago right here on the Monty Show. Yeah. yeah. What did we tell you? They made the announcement yesterday. Yeah. Them stars are going to play at the Maverick Center. The old Mav. Huge up, upgrade for the for – the, I mean, you can't play in a community college gym. Um, I think this helps the Maverick Center immensely. They are getting big equipment upgrades there. Um, and the stars get a much better building with, without doubt. I think this is a huge upgrade. By the way, we are about a week away from the NBA season. Yes. Um, you know. But the other thing you need to know is that we're like two weeks away from – we're 20 days away 
from Halloween. Halloween. Uh, which is why you want to order that Jacko pizza today. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza and it's just $10. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. <laughs> I am so tired today that I'm like almost giddy tired. Make sure you use the promo code Monty25. I'm telling you guys. Download the Papa Murphy's app. It's the the it's stupid easy. Even yeah. guys like Tanner can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> that came out Tan. Uh, you know, um, uh, Tanner and James uh, Knight. Though the reason I say that is because Tanner and Tanner and James Knight are going back and forth. Tanner Tanner called called uh, James Knight salty. James Knight said. I've got you salty right here, Tanner. To which Tanner put salt shaker emojis in the comments. <laughs> you guys are so That's cute my guy. flirting back and forth in the comments. Tanner's my guy, man. I'm telling you. We clear um, Download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. Uh, it's super easy to order at the end. Before you check out, make sure you use promo code Monty25 to save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. I'm a guy. I'm crust. I'm barbecue sauce. Team barbecue sauce. All day. And this is how you do it. Crust barbecue sauce. Mozzarella. Then you put the green onion. Then you put the mushroom. Then you put the pineapple. Then you put the cheese mix on top. And then you put the green onion. All day. Extra green onion. I'm telling you, it is the way. It is. It's life. It is life. Pot that kind of smoker. But but homie earlier talked about ch- uh, bacon. And now I when you said that, I didn't say this. I sh- probably shouldn't have. I'm fat. But the point is, um, right. I smelled bacon when he said he put bacon on his pizza. I was like, <sighs> because we were so busy yesterday, we only ate once Yeah, at like 4.30 in the afternoon. I tell you, I tell you what, though. Never. Uh, oh, no. Yes. Forever. Right. We had, I think I had the single greatest Uh-oh. bowl in the history of Chipotle. Okay. And I don't say that lightly. Uh-huh. Walked into Chipotle at the district, double brown rice, double black beans, scoop of pinto, fajita, veg- fa- fajita veggies, queso, double pico, touchdown. Uh, I mean, it was amazing. It was, am- oh yeah, the output, the output later today. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to eat at Chipotle and then you're oh going to sit down. God, you're going to sit down, turn around, and there's going to be a pom- pontoon boat in the water. It's internal. <laughs> Chipotle is amazing. Oh. It is amazing. Dude, I, yeah, okay. You know. Joe Parker wants the fat drop. Oh, man, yeah, dude. Right, seriously. Bro. You know. Man. You know. Um, Tanner Plummer says, Jake, give me the cold-blooded drop. Guys like quote guys like Tanner can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Jake want, Tanner wants the cold blood. Jake doesn't play drops anymore. You know, dude, it's early, man. Come on. You know, uh, Jeff Johnson says the Niners are the most built team. If you're in, intentionally glance over the, the Lasagna sling and spaghetti munching best QB in the league, um, who throws fourth quarter interception. Um, 
Wow. Exactly. God, lasagna sounds so good. Mm. Move in silence like a G in lasagna or whatever the line is. Yes. Thank you, Lil Wayne. Um, let's see. Tom Basilius says, going to be calling games for them too. No. No. But if you could please find the Utah Grizzlies on um, YouTube, uh, I will be calling games with Tyson Whiting um, all season long for the Utah Grizzlies. You're welcome. Subscribe to their, uh, subscribe to their YouTube channel. Uh, our practice report for yesterday is up. And uh, Friday, Jake and I will be in Boise. By the way, we're off on this Friday. Jake and I will be in Boise. Boise. Um, with the Grizzlies. We'll be doing the play-by-play -play on that on Friday night. Tyson and I will have the play-by-play. -play. And by the way, if you ever want to know how uh, the Mav puts uh, the Grizzlies ice rink in, that video comes out today. That video does come out today. Inside the Grizzlies yes. comes out today. Yes. So we're producing that series every week for them. Kind of a docu-series docu inside what it's like uh, for the Grizzlies week in and week out. Um, yeah. What was... Uh, that concert that was there this past I don't remember weekend. the name. It was Jake's. But... Jake's got a time. So we put a GoPro in the upper deck in the rafters, the rafters. of the Maverick Center. Jake's got a GoPro time lapse of them putting dirt in. There was a concert that was bull riding in Latino music. The setup for that thing was unbelievable. I'm. Oh, we're going to. Oh, we have it. Um, well, let's see. I mean, if it, if it plays better than the Utah audio plays, then but hopefully it, it works. Yeah, you know? it, is, it is crazy to me that they are able to make changes in the building like that. Building I ops at the at like the size of a Maverick Center or Vivint or whatever, like buildings like that, it is absolutely crazy um just what they're able to do, man. Like it's gnarly. Jake, it's too big. Well oh, that's what she said. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, all right. Shall we talk uh, some NBA on yeah. the show? Yeah. Uh, all of our NBA talk on this show is presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Stop doing your side hustle, man, and get to Triday Trading. You, you look at the equity opportunities in the stock market right now. There has never been a better time. Again, I was watching my guy, Coldfield Tax Advisors, and what did they do yesterday? Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're a day trader, here are some tax strategies. So there is an entire industry in the, the accounting field and the tax field designed to save day traders tax liability because day traders right now, that's where all the money is being made in the market yep. because they're finding equity trades. That's why I'm telling you, you can scale out of your nine to five by going to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Don't take my word for it. How about our good friend, Alema Harrington? Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Triday Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. Alema Harrington, don't lie. I'm telling you, don't you don't want to take my word? Take Alema's word. Take all the word of the people who today are going to make thousands of dollars day trading because they took the leap and they watched the free webinar at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. It's free. You register, you watch the webinar, and then you make a decision. 
You want to get involved? You want to stop working that nine to five? You want to stop worrying about making your mortgage every month? Go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. So a um, little bit of a, a uh, NBA story on the Jazz before we get to this Draymond thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the value for the Lakers and the Jazz in a trade? Like, is that a is that a trade you're trying to make? Because I was told last night um, that the Lakers were <clears throat> open to a Westbrook trade with mm-hmm. the Jazz, but that that deal ultimately fell apart o- o- apart over the quality over the quality of pick swaps. Mm-hmm. And this is what we talked about with Victor Wamba and your mama. And Scoot Henderson and this upcoming draft. The Jazz have an enormity of draft capital built up right now. But I'm telling you, they are not in a position today to win that number one pick in the draft. And I don't think they're they're likely not in a position to trade up for that because in this next CBA negotiation, the age limit's going to change. And guys are not going to have to stay in college that extra year. And if you look at the picks that they own, the teams of those picks that they own are getting significantly better. And the question now becomes, how much real value are in all those draft picks that the Jazz have? Because the Lakers straight up said no to offloading Russell Westbrook because they wanted better quality pick swaps. Jake, that's concerning to me because that means that it's not as easy as everybody thought for Danny Ainge to pick up the phone and make a deal. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the Lakers are, I mean, the Lakers and Jazz have been rumored to be talking for months and months and months now. And I think that, you know, Rob Palenka just got an extension from Jeannie Buss. And I think that, you know, Rob is going to, you know, put the Lakers in the best position possible. And I think that, you know, there's some there's some burnout right now, I think, with this current roster. But I also think that as you move forward and you're trying to make deals with teams like the Lakers and executives like Danny Ainge, you're you're also thinking about, hey, what is this team going to look like when Braun is done or when AD is done? Because that's ultimately where they are right now. That That's what you have to start looking at. So, yeah, I mean, it is concerning that they turned down a deal to offload an almost $50 million a year commitment in Russell Westbrook because picks weren't good enough or pick swaps weren't good enough. That That is definitely uh, a big concern. And, and I don't know, like, I'm starting to wonder, like, you you gave away Bogdanovich for a rack of basketballs. You traded Donovan Mitchell for a guy who's never going to probably start for this team or isn't going to start the first half of the year at least. So to me, I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, what, what, like, I liked the deal with Cleveland on some level. But now that it's coming out that, you know, now that the pick swaps are being publicized about the Lakers and everything, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's concerning. And I feel like, I feel like this Utah Jazz team is quickly becoming a team that's not relevant in this town. That's what I think. I think that because of the way you've handled things this offseason, your, your, your fans are not engaged. You're not, you're not someone that's a heavy hitter right now and no. hey maybe that'll change once season starts totally get it season hasn't even started yet i'm with that i get it at the same time last year this time we were doing huge numbers on this like i'm talking about like to the moon level viewership on this show because people in this town were so plugged into the utah jazz yeah. they wanted a championship that's why it's always funny when people are like you guys just want the jazz to suck oh we do Oh, you guys want BYU to lose. We do? The, the, the issue for the Jazz is 
I don't believe that building is going to be full night in and night out. No. I don't know that it will be half full because this team is going to struggle to win 30 games. And it is concerning to me, and I think tonight's another opportunity to see what they what they do as they build towards a regular season tipping off. But it's concerning to me, and it should be concerning to you, that the Utah Jazz don't have a cohesive offense. They have not looked like a, a an amoeba-type unit yeah. where guys – you know, adjust and move and understand, like, I understand you have a new coach. It's a new system. You have a bunch of new players. You have a bunch of young players. Everybody's learning. That's less than 30 wins. And I'm a little surprised in watching this team that Danny didn't make a deal with the Lakers. The Jazz have exactly what the Lakers need. The Lakers need to offload Russell Westbrook's contract. The Jazz were willing to take that. It's the value of these pick swaps. And I've heard this before. I think we even talked about this after the Don trade. Mm -hmm. The real danger in the Donovan Mitchell trade is your pick swaps are not worth what you think they are. Fast. And the picks that you have in your pocket, or excuse me, the picks you have in your pocket are not worth what you think they are. And I think it's part of the reason that, you know, the New York Knicks were not willing to pull the trigger on some of the deals that Danny wanted to make. And, and I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you start connecting some dots here. There are multiple teams who have turned down offers from the Jazz because their draft capital is not what, what other teams are looking for. That's terrifying if you are a Jazz fan. Because again, it, and I encourage you to pay attention to the CBA negotiations. What's going to happen with the age limit and the age restriction? Because if they bring that age restriction down and they take out the one and done and they're funneling guys to the G League and more young high school seniors wind up playing in the NBA instead of in the G League or in college, that's not good news for the Jazz, um, in my opinion, because it lessens the value of those picks. Yeah. And the other thing that you have to remember as well is with salary caps changing and money changing, there's so much data coming in that suggests that those picks are not going to be valuable. And the other thing you have to remember is what are the teams, the picks that you own, whether that's the Pistons, whether that's the T-Wolves, like all of these picks that the Jazz own, you're going to have to hope that those teams kind of play along. But with more money to spend and more cap space to spend it and more the apron and the luxury tax going up, like those teams are going to be good. So what's the value of their future picks? Not real high. That's why the Laker picks are so valuable because that's in a window where LeBron's probably not on the team anymore and they've likely made a decision to move off from Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. So now those Laker picks feel like they're a little more valuable. These are all things that as a Jazz fan, you really need to be paying attention to because you. We I think we all know the only way that this Jazz team is going to get back to the top of the table is by trades. Mm -hmm. You're probably not doing it through free agency, right? Not at least until you win or get really close to winning. But you look at you know, the other guy you need to watch, look at Jay Crowder. What value does Jay Crowder have on the trade market? Because if he truly ends up in Brooklyn, what is Brooklyn willing to give up to get him? If he ends up in Philly, what is Philly willing to give up to get Jay Crowder? Is that a first-round pick? Because here's the other shocking truth. There's a lot of belief around the NBA that, you know, middle of the first round down is not a valuable pick anymore. Mm -hmm. That it is, you need, if you, if you are in the top 15, okay, you're probably in good space. This coming draft, and, and probably 2024 as well, there's real value in those drafts. Real value. But we're going back in time 
to a place where it's guys again, like Robert Swift, that teams and general managers and owners are going to pay millions and millions of dollars to. And that young high school senior is never going to make it in the NBA. Yeah. That becomes a problem. And Victor Wambanyama, he this is a really important moment in time in the NBA draft. Because if EW busts out in the draft to whoever he winds up with, if he's a bust in the draft, I'm telling you those those 18-year-old kids are going to be far, far less worthy of big contracts. Because remember, VW is going to get a huge shoe deal. Yeah. Victor Wambanyama is probably going to get the largest shoe deal in the history of the yes, industry. Yes, yes. Right? I mean, all things being equal, Victor Wambanyama is probably getting the largest shoe contract in the history of the NBA. If he busts out, shoe companies are going to have less wherewithal to pay guys like him. And again, we can try and write that off too. Well, he's just another Euro kid that busted out. But I think it's more than that. I think it's far more than that. I think he's another 18-year-old kid. He's a, a Euro. He's 7'4". He's almost 7'5". He weighs 105 pounds with rocks in his pocket. That guy is no longer going to be a commodity. Mm-hmm. This is a wing guard league. This is a 2-3-4 league. And I'm curious how much impact Victor Wambanyama has on that process. Because I think it's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it obviously, like, it's high risk, high reward. And I think that... You know, I've never been, obviously, for those of you who listen every day, I'm not the guy who thinks that the Jazz should tank for him or or take that kind of risk. I mean, and frankly, now that we're starting to understand this whole pick swap situation, yeah, I am concerned. I, I think, you know, Danny Ainge has a track record, and that's kind of what I was leaning on. But now when I see that you were just we're willing to salary dump bogey and we're not having maybe the highest quality of pick swaps in our in our arsenal – yeah, it's a little concerning. So, you know, as far as Wambanyama's concerned, I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, you can go after him if you want to, but he doesn't make you a championship contender. He doesn't make you anything special. He basically allows you to sell more merch, which is valuable, you know, but I just don't think that he's like, you know, the end-all be-all for this organization, man. Yep. James Knight says, I thought you considered Danny Ainge a genio. He is responsible for the state of the jazz, right? I think well, I think that's supposed to mean genius. I'm sure it is. Um, I look at Danny Ainge, and I think Danny Ainge has done a phenomenal job. Um, you had to tear this team down. The Don trade is probably going to be the one you're going to look back on, and it's either going to make or break Danny Ainge in, as far as success goes because I still maintain the guy is going to be a far better player this year than he was last year. And I think it. I still say I don't care what you got for him. You don't like that trade. If you're a Jazz fan, you should hate that trade. I understand why they did it. I do. But, I mean, the Rudy Gobert trade, no-brainer. Royce O'Neal for a first-round pick, no-brainer. The one trade that stands out to you is this this Boyan Bogdanovich deal. And, again, I mean, you you just cut the guy that you traded for. Now, granted, the Pistons sent you his salary, so that was a dump. I think we all knew that. But you gave Boyan Bogdanovich away for Kelly Olenek and $1.2 million. Yeah. That is head scratching to me, because he, I think he had far more value than that. Uh, Alex Chacon, should we make a bet that Colin Sexton starts first game of the regular season? I really don't see any way he doesn't start. I would think, like I know, I just said, hey, he's not going to start, but we they're haven't given seen... no indications that he's going to start. Yeah, and, and I don't like he should start. I'm with you, Alex. I want the guy to start. He should start. Like it makes perfect sense to me. If that was the case, though. Why wouldn't he be starting now? Why wouldn't you just throw him into the fire? Like, just get it going. 
Yeah, it'll I, it'll be interesting. This is why Mike Conley being here is a real problem. This is this is a real problem for the Utah Jazz. As we talk jazz basketball presented by uh, TryDayTrading.com. You should try day trading. Get their free webinar. Don't take my word for it. Get to TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. I, I don't know, man. It it is a it is a real conundrum for me that this is this is a, a, a question mark. Why Mike Conley is still on this roster. There are two moves that I think you're gonna really question the boy on Bogdanovich trade and why Mike Conley's still on the roster. And, hey, maybe Mike's not here when the season starts. That would make a lot more sense to me because I just don't see him as a fit. With the way that this roster's built, and I don't know what you think, I, the way the roster's built, I don't see Mike Conley as a fit here. Yeah, I just don't know what you're waiting for. What 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 is the, like, you're, you're trying, again, you're trying to sell us a package that Mike Conley's here because him and the wife and the kids want to stay in Salt Lake and he brings leadership and he's like this great guy in the locker room. That's all fine all and true. dandy. That's all, all true. true. It's all great. Awesome. But ultimately, he's not going to be a long-term solution here. Colin Sexton, while I'm sure it's valuable for Mike Conley to be mentoring him, at the same time, Colin Sexton needs minutes. Colin Sexton needs to be put in a position where he needs to produce or this team loses yeah. games. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Alex Chacon says Houston owns most of Brooklyn's first-round picks. I don't think they'll give up uh, one up super easily. No. you went, I mean, Houston, I don't know how long it takes. Yeah. Two, two more years, Houston's going to be a problem. Yeah. If they keep all those guys together, I mean – they're going to be Jalen Green can play. I mean, there is no doubt about that. I mean, I look at Detroit. Kate Cunningham's a stud. Yes. You know, I I, I also think Paulo Boncaro is a guy that I have loved watching in the preseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has star written all over him. He's got a nice game for sure. Those are two of those three teams, Orlando and Houston, are going to be a force. But like Bancaro is a great example. Bancaro to me was a no-brainer. Perfect NBA body. He's he's got good size within the weight that's on his frame which I think absolutely matters. Like, this has been my problem with VW the whole time. I think the guy is way too big for how slight he is. You are way too tall. The The force being put on your joints and your ligaments is asking for an injury. It just is. So, to me, I'm much more the guy that wants to go and get a Bancaro-type body with his game and his skill set than I would be to get uh, VW. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you have a situation – and again, here we are talking jazz, presented by TridayTrading.com. I think you, you, here we are talking jazz, and we find ourselves wondering, well, do, is there a plan? Because I have to think there's a plan. I, I am. I I just can't believe you're bringing this roster to to the regular season. Mm -hmm. I just I can't believe that. And I know again. I'm on board with not trading Jordan Clarkson. I think we've talked about that ad nauseum. It just makes very little sense to me that Rudy Gay, that Mike Conley, that it makes very little. Kelly Olynyk makes very little sense to me. Yeah, you know, like I, I, if you're gonna if you're gonna play the young guys, play the young guys. I mean, and, and I again, you're hosting the All Star Game this year. Tell me that there's a better All Star option than Colin Sexton. Because I don't know who that would be. He's a he's a guy that's capable of 20, 23 points a night, five, six, seven dimes. Like you don't forget who this cat was before he hurt his knee. Yes. That dude can play. And he's a willing defender. He is. And that's why I'm saying, like, I 
I understand it. You're not trying to win 100 games with this roster. I get it. Yeah. But you can't tell me you're hoping to win 30. No. And the dynamics aren't correct for Mike Conley to be here. That's my other thing. Like, I, I just... I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me why why you'd keep him. I, I, I'm just not with it. I'm a big believer that if you're going to rebuild, just go all in on it. Just, yeah, just I, full I, send it. I, I, I would agree with that. And and again, I, I will just point to, I will point to these soon-to-be champions of the National Basketball Association, the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And they knew what they had, and they all, look at what Kyrie said the other day. We know that we can win a championship. We Is that came, a real question? We came back together to win a championship. Know who you are. Know mm -hmm. where you are. By the way, are you on board with my Brooklyn Nets? My guy, Kevin Durant. I've always been are, on board. Are, are you I, on my... He's not I your said guy, my dude. guy, he's Kevin Durant. Guy. He, he's not your guy. I, Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I'll take that head off the wall behind you. Well, you're good at cutting people's heads off, right? That's not really where I was going. Anyway, the point is... Live golf next. Uh, the um, point is, I think Brooklyn's really good. I and boy, howdy, if Jay Crowder winds up in Philly, now you got some. Now Jay you Crowder, have depth. You have depth. You have. Flow. You want to go up against that team defensively with with Emmanuel, you know, in house and the Emmanuel's <laughs> Daniel. Okay, yeah. His name All is right. still weird to me. Yeah, Daniel House. Yeah, you want to. Yeah, you want to play. You want to try and get offense up against that team. You are fake. No, no, I no. don't. And that that that's the one team that really worries me. I'm not so worried about Milwaukee. I think you can scheme Milwaukee. Yeah, and I think Brooklyn's better defensively than they have been. Philly's the team I worry about. That's the team. If I'm Brooklyn, that's the team I'm. I'm well, and the I'm James the James over. Harden hype train hype train is alive and well. You know, so we'll see if he comes through. We'll he, see if he delivers. He lost that junk in the trunk, man. That dude is thinner. Mm -hmm. That dude. He. By the way, did anybody Fat. see he's dropped two guys in the preseason now? Fat. Like he's got his handles back, not his love handles, his like ball handles. Right, right, right. Stuff. Mm. Um, but he's got his handles back. Like I'm I, I, Philly and Brooklyn, two best teams in the East. Okay. I mean, everybody else at the top is horribly flawed. Don't ask me about the Bulls because I don't want to talk about it. The point is. And as long as you've got, you know, Alex Caruso. I said it. There I said it. There you go. You said it. You, you know. said it. Neville 93, good morning to you, friend. Hope the baby is well. Mike Conley is taking minutes from the rest uh, of of the team. Um, yeah, I I don't disagree with that at all. James Knight says, don't sleep on the Bucks. The Bucks have miles on the tires. Well, you you know who the Bucks have. I don't want to talk about it. Who do the Bucks have? <laughs> Joe Ingles. Is there, so, James, is this what we're doing? Is that why that's clearly what we're doing? Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to do that. They have a bunch of old guys that are over the hill. <clears throat> and, you know, you know, they're coming off of major injuries. <clears throat> Don't be rude. And uh, well, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Alex Chacon says, how cool would it be if we played Rudy in the finals? You know, because Minnesota is in the east. Um, um, Jake, uh, it's been months, bro. There's my guy, uh, Jeremy Bolton. How are the Chicago Bulls? Oh, oops. Look, Caruso, take it easy. How's that Caruso jersey? How's that Caruso jersey? By the way, Jeremy Bolton, you have any races coming up, dude? Like, when are you gonna? When are you gonna? Any half marathons, Ironmans? You know, dude's a stud. 
I'm telling you. Yeah, when are you when are you putting the Caruso headband back on? By the way, are we uh, we've picked out our dates for spring training. You guys, we have some of the coolest stuff. But now, let, let me, me tell you what, what now. now. Yeah, we got some we got some fire coming We for got some fire coming. NBA All-Star game, spring training, your mom, like it's going to be Well, look no further than the studio. I mean, come on. Oh, the yeah, the studio, absolutely. Yeah, come on. No doubt. Teddy Wayman, what's up? Uh talked to Alma Wayman yesterday. Yeah. I, I have already paid my total balance due mm -hmm. with Wayman Brothers. Te Alma Wayman yesterday, I text him. I'm like, hey, XYZ, can you help me? do He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like sets a date and a time. Like, mm -hmm. it, like the guy, I'm telling you, Wayman Brothers Construction is a revelation for contractors. It's just, yeah, they, it's a, maybe it's a they new way do a of doing business. conference on how to contract the right way. It is. It's crazy how good they have they have done on this studio build for us. Like it is. Yes, I cannot you did. wait. Yes, you did. We're just waiting for for another company to put graphics on the wall, and we're almost there. We're. I mean, we are so close. We we got our furniture for the studio delivered. The chair. We have this bright red. It's it's like a a strawberry red chair that our uh, guests burgundy. are going to sit in. It is beautiful. Yeah. This. Uh, I just. I cannot wait. I, we are probably a week away. Yeah. We are probably very, a week very away. Very, very close now. Like, really, really close. Got the close. stuff wired in. Cannot it's, wait. Lighting's in. We're, we're almost there. Uh, Teddy said, I think the Bucks and Celtics are better than the Nets. Teddy! I try to stay calm and not curse. I'm going to break into your house, Teddy, when you're sleeping, and I'm shaving that beard. But no one's going to disrespect me. <laughs> you keep talking. I can't say that. I'm not afraid to die. <laughs> Teddy Wayman has arguably the greatest beard ever. The dust and, up. Yeah, he's got like the he's got like the ZZ top look going where he wears like the dark, you know, ice cube sunglasses. And he's just got this unbelievable ginger beard. And, Take me outside. How about that? Dude, totally jealous. Good to see you, Teddy. Appreciate you being here, even though you run stupid bucks takes. What out. did Les say right there? At the bottom? Uh, at the bottom right there. Neville says thank you. Les says, uh, shave it and put it on his head. <laughs> Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Chacon says, sorry, guys. It's been a while since I, I've seen a Minnesota in the East choke. Well, way to stay on brand. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Jake, one time, one time we're talking basketball like this past summer. And it's been months Yeah, now. it's been months. Yeah. It's and, still hilarious to me and, that it gets brought and up. And Jake's like, oh, yeah, Minnesota's going to win the East. Um, <laughs> and it was like a daily thing for like two, three months, and now yeah. it's stopped mm -hmm. until Alex Chacon rolled up. Yeah. You know, like, like you know. Eminem says, like the video. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, what, what are we at here today? We're, we at? we're at set. Oh, come on, you guys. We're at 17 likes. Let's do this. Come on. Everybody, give me a like. I appreciate that. Really does help the channel grow. Uh, appreciate you all being here. Okay, let's. Um, I want to touch on this Draymond thing. Let's talk about Draymond real quick. Okay, Draymond Green. Yeah. Uh, let me play this sound because I think this matters. Um, this thing with Draymond Green, you know, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Should the Golden State Warriors cut Draymond Green? Mm -hmm. And we'll lead off our biggest stories in sports this morning. Thanks to our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you check them out. Great for the kids. Friendly service. And oh, by the way, you get a killer car wash. Um, in a really short amount of time. They do a great job moving their lines through. So check them out at Quick Quack Car Wash. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Obviously, in Golden State land, the biggest question is, what's going on 
with Draymond Green. Here's Steve Kerr talking about his embattled power forward. We've had those discussions uh, with individuals, with the team, and those discussions will stay private um, as long as nobody leaks those conversations. Draymond indicated that he is not going to be with the team for a while. Is that his choice or is that a team choice? Mutual, mutual decision based on everything that's happened and discussions, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Is, is trust in any way compromised already? Or is, are you nearing that or where are you with that? No comment. <laughs> the pause. The, the, the pause to think about the answer. He was this mm. close to saying, mm. and then he's like, no comment. Mm. They should cut Draymond Green. I like to, to, This is a no-brainer. And I know that we battled about this yesterday, but yeah. you hear these Steve Kerr comments. I think they were really close to cutting him. I think they talked about cutting him, and they chose not to. And now he said at his press conference the other day, Dre did, he said, well, I'm stepping away from the team for a few days. Yeah. That doesn't seem like that that's what happened. It's internal. This seems like they moved him along. Yes, I, I mean, agree. I think that I think that A, it's good to see that they're upset about it. A. Yeah. Number one. Yes. B, I think that Draymond has obviously put himself in a bad position here. And and obviously, yeah, we did battle about this yesterday, but I think this side of the conversation is a little different because now we're talking about, you know, the front office and the leadership of the organization. And I think that, you know, Steve Kerr it's no secret has been someone that has been, you know, outspoken about certain social issues. And this is really interesting the way he's handling this because he's essentially saying, yeah, we're pissed that someone leaked this video. Yeah. We're, we're not amused that, that, that everyone wants to know how we're handling Draymond and, and, you know, we're not going to talk about whether we trust him or not, which is, which is basketball and ease for, we don't trust him. That's what it is, and they shouldn't trust him. So to me, I think Steve Kerr did the best job that he could yesterday at this presser, but at the same time, I think that the organization needs basketball to start happening. You just need the regular season to get here so you can start playing games and move on from this. That's what needs to happen right now. And then I'll be curious to see, I mean, you know, with the – like, if you look at the, you know, Ime Yudoka situation, that was an ever-evolving yes. situation. Yes, You know, and I think yes. that, that the Celtics were, were you know, obviously they had a whole press conference about but it. But they handled and, like, it far better yeah. than the Warriors have handled Draymond. And that's, that's the shocking thing to me because having covered the Warriors in San Francisco and having been around that club, they are usually nails on this stuff. Like the Mark Jackson thing, I thought they handled it really well when that scandal broke. But this Draymond Green thing, and what bothers me is they still seem to be more upset that the video got out than the fact that Draymond jacked Jordan Poole in the face. Yeah, because the video like, getting I, that's out, amazing the, to the me. video getting out, to me, isn't about the public embarrassment piece. It's about the fact that you can't trust people in the organization. Yeah, but at some point, you got to stop talking about that, and you have to start talking about the fact that there was workplace violence committed by Draymond Green. And I agree that that's an alter reality in the NBA and pro yeah. sports. Like, listen, I totally understand that. Yeah. You cannot tell me that in today's NBA, when, to your point exactly, when Ime Yudoka gets suspended for a year 
Yeah. For uh, and the but again, rumor, that was sex. He had a, was... a sexual relationship. He had you know apparently used some really vulgar, obscene language towards a female employee. Had a, a you know what amounts to an extramarital affair. Okay, great. That gets you suspended a year. Jacking a dude in the face, like punching Jordan Poole in the jaw, doesn't get you suspended for a year. It gets you away from the team for a few days. Let me ask you this question. Really? Because I, I think this is the heart of the conversation. The, to me, the question is, what is the difference between player misconduct and leadership misconduct? Because I think ultimately... That's why the Celtics well, suspended him for a year because but, he was their head coach. Oh, but see here, this is violence in the workplace. But again, but another question I have that I was thinking about last night is what if this, what is the difference between this happening in an athletic setting? Like you guys remember the, the Miles Garrett thing where Miles had swung his helmet around on the football field. Oh yeah. At, at I can't remember the guy's name, the, the quarterback. The quarterback Pittsburgh. for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Where that whole thing had happened. And then we had seen... Uh, who was it? I think it was a Bosa or whoever the hell it was in practice a couple weeks ago or a month ago. They got into this big fight and there was more helmets swinging and everything. What is it? My question is, what is or is there a difference between violence on, let's say, a basketball court, a football field, let's say on a hockey rink versus violence in an office setting? Because I think it is very different. I think that these guys get to play, to your point, in this sort of like fantasy land, kind it's of. an alternate reality. And, and so, like when Draymond punched Jordan Poole in the face and at practice in what everyone thought was a private setting, because I guarantee you, Draymond would have never done this in a public setting or guarantee. in a game or in a game. But because it was practice, he he was like, "All right, yeah, this is practice, private setting. No one's ever going to see." But this. see, I agree. If it wasn't on tape, okay, a suspension's fine. It's on tape. We've seen it. Yeah, you need to cut the guy. Because mm -hmm. you can't tell me if you if you come out and say, hey, we had to cut Draymond Green because he committed workplace violence and that is not within our culture. He would never have worked in the NBA again. Agreed. I think his career would have been over. But you didn't do that. And you're more upset. That's the thing I can't wrap my head around. You're more upset the video got out than what he did. And yeah, well, I think, you know. I, I can't, I cannot con reconcile yeah. a guy like Steve Kerr. And I'll play his comments again because I want you to, I want to know if you agree with me on this. A guy like Steve Kerr, who I consider to be one of the most principled guys I've ever covered. Man, I think and everybody ever been does. I think everybody does. Highly yeah. principled dude. Yeah. Yeah. He seems more upset about the leak than he does about Draymond's issue. We've had those discussions. Um, with individuals with the team and those discussions will stay private um, as long as nobody leaks those conversations like he is just still i would be pissed too though i can't blame him but separate the two cut Draymond green and then go witch hunt the guy who leaked the video i don't know but you can't be more upset the video got out than Draymond green punching guy in the face because if he doesn't punch a guy in the face the fucking video never gets out how about that? So how are you so up? You, you, you know, come on, man. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I get it. Sports is not reality. Yes. The NBA is not real life. They play with Monopoly money. They make Monopoly money. Yeah. They live a lifestyle that you and I will never understand. You can't jawjack a dude and get away with it. I'll drop that motherfucker. You can't. You cannot. 
You had to cut him. The window is passed. I, I don't even, if you cut him now, I think it's an afterthought. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think, come on. I, I don't know. There's a big come part on. of me that says, while cutting him, I definitely agree, came up in conversation. I don't think he was ever in danger of being cut. No. I, I, I think that. But I, look at Edwin's. What's the, this, is the, this comment by Ed is the problem that the Warriors have. Can I punch a coworker because they said they were better at their job than me? No, the answer is no. But you're also not an NBA basketball right, but player. But who buys man? tickets? It, 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 you're in San Francisco in the Bay Area. It is liberal USA. They don't believe in violence against humans. Your 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 Chase Center is full of million dollar corporate sponsors. I think Ed, you're exactly right for asking that question. Uh, yeah, it's a fair question. Yeah, it's a fair question. There's no I, doubt about I agree that. With that, I, I think that. Yes, I could boy. make a very, very, very strong case that this whole situation is going to sell more tickets than hurt the organization. We'll find out because they're reigning world champions, and you can't tell me that their ring and banner ceremonies. That's not... going to be sold out. It's sold out already. Yeah. Their season's sold out already. Yeah. Uh, Boyd Blake says they're still more upset about a leak. Shake my head. Yes. James Knight says still towing the leak thing, Steve. He is. Les Wayman says no comment. Uh, Jumpman James says Kerr is creepy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I I'm... look. I think my my personal personally my biggest thing here that I think we're 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 all struggling to grapple with is the idea that this is this happened in a sports setting, not in an office place. So yeah. to me, it's different. Uh, to me, not that it shouldn't be held to the same standard because I agree it's workplace violence whether you're on a basketball court or in an office. But I think the difference is is that because this is Draymond Green, because before he dropped Jordan Poole in practice, everyone sort of idolized him as this guy, you know, who who made his career off of being work yeah. hard, like undersized tweener guy. Great leader. Who, great leader. We like, I think, so So culturally speaking, when a guy who's earned those stripes, because he has, like him or hate him, he's earned them, does that, I think it, it puts people in a very difficult situation. I don't think it's easy to just be like, yeah, we're cutting him. That I would I if they had done that, I would have commended them. I, I think, yeah, it's the proper thing, but that's a difficult thing to do, man. It is. Uh Josh Lovren says is Steve Kerr a fraud. I don't know. I don't fraud know is that, strong. Dude. I don't think he's a fraud. Yeah. I just I'm disappointed in Steve I'm for the way he's handled this. There is a massive like flaw in the organization now because someone leaked that video like i don't yeah. think people like i understand what we're saying here about how they're more upset about the leak than what draymond did totally i'm with you guys on that i also think we're not talking enough about how big of an issue it is that this video leaked oh like oh it's a huge it is it's a, a problem it is, dude. it is foundation shaking to leak a video like that the the, the golden state warriors should absolutely root out the rat in that organization because you cannot have that. Yeah. You cannot, when you work in pro sports, and this is specific to professional sports, but also major market America, like corporate America, you have to believe that your employees are acting in the best interest of the club. And if you have people in everything in, in pretty much every facility is recorded, yeah. everything, the things that you have never even known took place that are on tape, that's how it should be. Yeah. This is a this is a foundational issue. You cannot trust your employees. You cannot speak freely. You cannot act freely. Like if you're if you're in that in that in that building, you cannot trust your own security staff. How's that feel?
Not if good. it was if it was a video uh because all these teams have guys that are like their video coordinators so they cut tape for the for practice so that you can work with the player coach the player individually if one of those guys and they are very close to the players they they cut tape specifically for the players and their development coaches in the summer like there are big relationships if one of those guys leaked that video oh my god like I if I am if I am Steve Kerr, I am I am hoping if I am the Lakeups, I am hoping if I am Draymond, I am hoping this is like Jimmy the contract security guard who works for well, Billy Bob's <clears throat> security company at Chase Center. Well, it wasn't an executive in my opinion, unless it was a burner phone they used because that that the the quality of that video was garbage. First of all, Second I think it, all, it was, didn't they come up to the fact that it was recorded from a screen? So it was basically Joe recording what he was seeing on a screen. Um, I, I hadn't heard that, but I that's think true, I could I mean, be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. And, I, I don't and again, know. I have to address this. Like James Nightman, you're on this, you're dying on this hill of, of disagreeing that Jordan Poole doesn't have responsibility in this situation. Oh, he stop. absolutely has responsibility. Are we really dude. going back to that? We're, we're you, like, you need to let go of, of this whole concept that Jordan doesn't have Listen, some responsibility. James, with all due respect and with everybody else, that if you can't grasp this concept that Jordan Poole has significant responsibility here, if you can't understand the whys and hows of that, we spent 20 minutes arguing over this yesterday. Yeah. There is, it's not in question. Yeah. Jordan Poole carries a significant amount of responsibility for that incident. I just don't, I, I, you just don't understand culture and sports. You don't, you've either never been on a team or never been in a locker room or never been around a team to understand that nobody is singularly to blame when locker rooms fall apart. There is a culture issue there. And what that tape tells me is there is a culture issue inside the Golden State locker room. Draymond has too much authority and nobody is reigning in Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Poole doesn't know how to behave. He doesn't know how to act as a professional. Jordan Poole carries significant responsibility yeah. for the things he said, the way he said them, and the way he conducted himself. There, when Clay Thompson, who's about as nice a guy as you're ever going to meet, yeah, when Clay Thompson calls you out for being arrogant and egotistical, you you're you're doing something wrong yeah. here. Yeah, you know, I I just, yeah. Anyway, Kanai Johnson, I think Draymond will get traded before All Star Weekend. They will let him get his ring on opening night, but that's about it. I wonder how the crowd receives Dre. Yeah, I I think that's an intro. That's something we should all watch. Uh, Les uh, Wayman, that's because they want to smack him too. Yeah, probably. James Knight says, let's not forget Jordan Poole should take some blame for putting his chin in the way of, see, like, that's just a dumb comment. With yeah, I mean, and I, I just don't know why you, I, I mean, you got to wrap your head around it. Uh, Ed says, I can't, can I punch a coworker because they said that to me? I read that one, my bad. Uh, oh, yes, Aaron Donald swinging his helmet. That's what it was, Lebrun. Aaron yes. Donald. Yes. yes, yes, yes. It was Mason Rudolph, Edwins. Yes, it was. Um, you know, that that's swinging a football helmet is... But you. Whew, but my point with that, man. Like, to be clear, was it like you could have killed, like legit, you could kill somebody doing that. Yep. Boyd Lake says, uh, Draymond Green needs some mental help, health help. He's not right. Whitewashing this incident can do real damage. Yeah, just sweeping this under the rug is dangerous for Draymond Green's 
I, 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 he clearly has issues. You know, it's funny. We talk about, we talk about this all the time, it seems like, but mental health is not something that guys want to admit yeah. or own up to. And it's, it's a real tragedy in our, in our world. It, it, honestly, it is. Um, Edwin says, you looking to get decked, Kurt Myers? Um, you know, no, you, but you know, uh, no, just clean out some woke. What did that? Oh, can I draft Draymond Green for work? You could, <laughs> you, that might work. Uh, Jumpin' James says, get woke, go broke. Okay, different show. Can I, Johnson, Draymond is going to change his name to World Peace now. It might be. It might be. Uh, My Jazz fan says, a controlled problem versus damage control to the world. Truth. Yes. Truth. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, it's not like Roger clocks Steven in the face down at corporate. It's two spoiled male athletes dripping in testosterone with quick tempers and pride. Not right, but I'm sure it happens a lot. Oh, it happens it all does. the time. It does. It does. I, I will also tell you in the, in the NFL, this happens all the time, all the time. And I won't even say the organization in baseball that I worked around very closely. I saw an absolute melee in a clubhouse. I worked for a particular MLB team covering them daily. And I was sitting talking to one of the players and we were, I, I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about jeans. Honest, I had like a really, at this particular time, I had a really hot set of jeans. Like that was like a $200 pair of jeans. It was crazy. So we were talking about it. And out of nowhere in the corner of the clubhouse, an absolute brawl breaks out. That happens all the time. Yeah, it's not abnormal. Um, I can tell you that I have seen football players throw, um, you know, like walk by a guy's locker and and throw equipment at him, or I've seen that stuff. Like I can tell you, the worst guy I've ever seen who's guilty of that is Lamont Jordan and and um, Randy Moss when they were with the Raiders. They were an absolute disaster for stuff like that. Warren Sapp was also in that locker room back in two thousand four, like three or four. Like I've seen this happen. The problem is that none of it is caught on tape. Yeah. And that's why this tape getting out is such a violation of that organization. Uh, a couple more because then we got to get to football at 50 presented by Papa Murphy's. Um, let's see. Boyd Lake says you can do permanent damage with a sucker punch. Can't be allowed because it's sports. No. it's The act is not right. That's why it's violence in the workplace. Draymond Green should have been cut. But Jordan Poole has responsibility there. You yeah. cannot tolerate violence in the workplace. It seems at to be all. people seem to be missing the idea that this had been brewing for like ten days. It's not like this was like just in practice randomly. Yeah, Edwin says Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith smacked a dude, Chris Rock, and look what happened to him. Open handed, nothing happened to him. You know, nothing happened to him. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Bolton, Draymond Green to the Wolves, so him and Rudy can mend their relationship. Oh my God! Uh oh, can you even imagine that? Uh, Monty, my guess is I've played significant more team sports than you. And with all due respect, maybe you have, maybe you have, but then I would expect you to understand why, you know, Jordan Poole has significant responsibility for what happened there. Yeah. Can I Johnson says, how is it a sucker punch when Poole pushed him first? Well, I wouldn't call it a sucker punch. I would just call it completely out of line. Um, again, I'll just say what Jim Rome said the other day. I thought it was exactly right. Hey, Jordan Poole, how did you not know Dre was that guy? How did you not know what was coming when you pushed him? Because I agree. Pause. You watch that video. Draymond Green walks up to him and chest bumps him. Jordan Poole pushed him away, and Dre dropped him. 
Yeah. How do you put hands on Draymond Green and think he's not going to come back at you? Mm-hmm. Like that to me, there's all kinds of responsibility in this for him. Um, you know, your responsibility is to make sure that you order pizza from Papa Murphy's Pizza when you use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more because Papa Murphy's presents football at 50, 10 in the hour, every hour. Well on the Monty Show. Well done. All right, Major League Baseball playoffs start tonight. Are the MLB playoffs better than the NFL playoffs? Depends on the matchup. I'm here for the NFC Championship between Tom and Aaron Rodgers. I'm and, not here I'm sorry, for who? Uh, Tommy, Tommy and Aaron Rodgers. It's Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. I, 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 Tommy. I, I'm not here for rando matchup in in the divisional series. Well, if I'm I, being honest, I mean I do believe you strengthened your forearm to Joe Burrow last year, so I would ag- agree. That, I would agree that you uh, you're a fan of certain NFL playoff games. I, I'm telling you. The MLB playoffs are far down the list. When you look at college football playoff, better. I look at NFL playoffs, better. NBA playoffs, better. Stanley Cup playoffs, better. Pickleball playoffs down at your grandma's day club are not better than MLB playoffs. (laughs) Anyway, the point is the Little League World Series. Right. Better than pickleball, but not as good as MLB. <laughs> See what he did there. See what he uh, did there. Where where do the MLB playoffs rank for you? Yeah, I mean, the college football playoff, I guess, is is good. Again, I get bored of it because it's Alabama and Georgia every year. You know, like I just, it's it, it does get boring. But you know, I I look, I enjoy baseball. I get it. I'm in the minority. I, I love watching the game. I love the love it. I love the the San Diego Joe Musgrove flipping the bird to the Mets dugout after Buck hey, Showalter I, 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 did I, what he did. I agree. MLB playoffs are great, but if we rank them, yeah, they're not. I mean, yeah, I mean, ranking them like I would put, yeah, I guess you have to go football one, NBA two. I would put baseball three. Then I would do hockey. You would put the Major League Baseball yes. playoffs over the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes. Oh, you're high. I know. You are up in the I night, know. bro. Uh, as was uh, Devontae Adams when he did this walking off the field last night. Oh, oh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. My bad. Wow. Look at that. Devontae Adams shoving a photographer. Um, later, and it needs to be said. Oh, I'm sorry. He apologized. Now, to be clear, this is different than a, quote, sucker punch in practice. I know. Well, this was caught on tape, too. Right. You know, they're both on tape, but this one wasn't leaked. So so. here's a question for you. Who gets a bigger suspension, Draymond Green or Devontae Adams? (laughs) Uh, Devontae Adams is going to take a suspension for this. Uh, My guess is he will take a heavy fine from both the Raiders. The Um, Raiders. The Raiders. Because this is embarrassing for the Raiders. Yeah. This is your highest paid player. This is your big money dude. More than you're already getting embarrassed at one and and four. He absolutely physically assaulted a guy walking off the field in Kansas City um, after you inexplicably lost that game. Because I have no idea how you lost that game. It's embarrassing. I honestly have no idea how you lost that game. Uh, But, hey, it is what it is. I, I think it's... It's a huge problem, and I think if you're if you're Myar and we, the Las Vegas Raiders who no longer play in Oakland, 
You should suspend Devontae Adams. Absolutely. Uh, but you should not fire Devontae Adams the way that the Carolina Panthers fired. Matt no longer rules. Matt rule. Uh, no, he doesn't rule. Matt does not in Carolina. Uh, he will at Nebraska, but he will not at Carolina. Carolina. Uh, is the Carolina Panther job a good job in the NFL? Mm, it's okay. I wouldn't say it's a good job. I think you have enough to work with to to, con- to compete, to, to scrape into the playoffs, but don't think that that's like anything special per se. Okay. Uh, I think it's an NFL job. It's a good job. Tepper, the owner, is not a good owner. He, When he hired Matt Rule, he said this could take five, six years to get it right, and we're giving Matt our full support over that time. They fired him three years in. Now, the Panthers suck, as does Chaboy. Wait, let me... Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, center up. He's, he's kind of over here. Uh, let's see, uh, over this... Well, Wait, uh, no, the other way. That's KD. Uh, 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 yeah. hey! Oh, hey, buddy. He How is. we doing? Bakerade. How ba- we doing? Ba- did you say Bakerade? Yeah. Whoa, Bro, not the wall. Not the wall. My bad. Let me yeah. get Jake back in yeah, frame thank here. Thank you. Back yeah. in frame. Ah, hand it on frame. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield sucks too. Matt rules not why Baker Mayfield sucks. Dude, Baker just is not a good quarterback. They have lots and lots of issues. Did you hear that they are um, talking to teams, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. uh, about Christian McCaffrey? Mm-hmm. If they trade McCaffrey to the Bills. He's always hurt, though. He like, is. I, what, like, I would not trade for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I think if you're the Buffalo Bills. No. Can, oh, my God. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Uh, so he you, can play like five snaps and never be a factor on your hey football man, team? I, I don't disagree, but you're hoping for lightning in a bottle. You're hoping for lightning in a bottle. By the way, three and a half minutes to a huge draw in the Nike app. Oh, God. What are we drawing A in the Nike, Nike app? It is a Jordan 1 low premium that no. is available. It is. What do you no, mean? No, it's a dunk low. No, it's not. You okay. know, people, look, Draymond, take it easy. It is a, an Air Jordan 1 low uh, that releases today um, right here. What are you talking about, bro? Okay. You- yeah, let's go. That's coming up. So we'll uh, melt down emotionally on the uh, show here in about 10 minutes because there's not a chance in the world I'm getting that one. Uh, let's see. Alex Chacon says, at this point, just start Matt uh, Coral and uh, let him learn. Well, he was an SEC quarterback. Uh, Matt gets $40 million still. Yeah, how about Matt Rule getting fired and his golden parachute is $40 million? That's a joke. Edwin says, John Boy Media has made me much more knowledgeable of baseball and enjoyed a lot more. Okay. Okay. Uh, most coaches would cut both players. Cut nah. both players in who? I don't know. Teddy Wayman says uh, Josh McDaniel lost that game when he went for two instead of the tie, which is stupid. Stupid idiots. Yeah, you should have gone. You should have gone. Just take the points. Like, why is this a thing in the NFL right now? Kick the extra point. Yeah. Don't. Oh, you're you're gonna go for it on fourth down? No, jerk. Punt the ball away, play field position. You know, the things that used to win games in the NFL that now have the Raiders one and four. The Raiders. The Oakland football Raiders. Um, yeah, I, I think Matt Rule's going to get one of the biggest uh, head coaching jobs available in college football. Um, and I think there's no doubt in my mind um, that he's going to be wildly successful because I think the guy is a phenomenal college football coach. But what I know is he is not better than a Jacko Pizza. There's no doubt about that. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am? 
program, we've traced the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza, and it's just $10. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. Yep. Papa Murphy's. Use the uh, promo code MOTT25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Uh, use the Papa Murphy's app, or you can go to papamurphys.com slash order. But I would tell you, just download the Papa Murphy's app. It's amazing. Um, and text me a picture or text me, tweet me a picture of your uh, Papa Murphy's pizza. I'd love to see them. Um, don't... The Jacko Pie. Yeah, the Jacko Pie School. Just leave the Satan's giblets off of it. I Trust me. It. I'm here. Uh, Uncle Monty's got advice for you. Olives are not good for anybody's life. That's all I'll say, you know. Uh, Josh Lovren says uh, Matt Rule is going to Oklahoma. No, probably not. They're not going to fire Venables already. I think it, you're too soon for that. You got to give him a year at least on his own. The Monty Show, uh, 8 o'clock, presented by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, yeah, absolutely, dot com. Um, I think I'm about to lose this draw, so it, it doesn't Damn, really... you are going to try and get it. I am. I love the colorway. Black, I, I wear black everything. My I'm fat, so black helps I'm me fat. look, you know, thinner and stuff. <laughs> I actually don't fat. I well, I self-deprecate as a way of humor. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. You know, I know you guys find that hard to believe, right. but I do yeah. self-deprecate right. as a way of mm -hmm. as a way of humor. Make sure you get to the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, I'm telling you guys, if you've been in an accident, whether that's a work an accident at work. Um, there was a huge accident on the 15 last night. I would absolutely tell you uh, that you should call the advocates. Car accidents, bike accidents, whatever it is, you know, you didn't deserve to get in that accident on the 15 last night. Let the advocates fight for you because you have so much other stuff to worry about. Medical bills, trying to get back to work, trying to get healthy. Let the advocates defer your medical bills. Let the advocates give you a free consultation. They never charge you for a consultation. They don't charge you some big retainer. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. That's how confident they are that they're the best injury attorneys in the business. UtahAdvocates.com. Chat with them online for free. I know a lot of people are hesitant to talk on the phone when they're in tough situations. Chat with them online on their website, UtahAdvocates.com. Um, a lot of you commenting on olives. Really? Are we going to do this? Uh, Tucker Brady says, baseball is the green peppers of the sports world. Their playoffs are the olives to top it all off. Yeah, I know. It's a slow game, and nobody cares about it, and it sucks. I you get know, it. I, I get listen, it. Listen, listen, listen. Mrs. Monty, yes. Why do you hate me? What do you mean? What? Why Why are they hating on, on the things that I love? But no one's going to disrespect me. Nobody likes green peppers. What do you mean? On pizza? Nobody, nobody yes. likes that. No. It yeah, is I mean, really they're, they're good, good on actually. pizza. Yeah, they're pretty good. Whatever. Sorry, man. Don't compare it. Don't, you know what? And I will say fabulous. I do prepare them. I prefer them diced over. Do you know Julian. how difficult it is to live in a home with women? How about that? Like, I just, I'm telling you now that it, it's it's just See, not... you're not doing yourself any favors here, man. What do you mean? You're, you're not doing yourself any <sighs> I, I, favors, man. Look, don't weaponize the female genitalia, okay? Right. But what I'm telling you is... <laughs> Green peppers belong in fajitas. They don't belong on pizzas. Mm -hmm. Olives don't belong anywhere. Yeah, you had green peppers on your bowl yesterday at Chipotle. <laughs> they were amazing. They were amazing on a like a burrito bowl. Mm -hmm. They don't belong on pizza. Mm -hmm. Pizzas for men. We lift weights. You know, this is a code ten. We have testosterone running through our huge guts. 
Like it's what we do. As Draymond so exemplified. Well, he doesn't have a huge gut, but oh, my apparently bad. he's got huge biceps Whatever. to lunch with. But it's fine. Am I the only one that doesn't like you? Don't put green. No, no, you you don't. Uh, green peppers equal nightshades. What the hell? I'm not sure what that means. What does that mean? Uh, Teddy Wayman says green peppers and banana peppers are really good on pizza. Teddy, I told day. you. Look, Teddy, dude, I don't want to have to shave your beard, dude. I will do it. We do n- banana peppers on pizza. Why us? I don't even put nobody. Nobody T- likes Teddy. I would try it with you. I just have never had it every day. And, and you just said, let me let me quote the gospel according to Mrs. Monty. Oh, Teddy, I would try it with you. Do you know what that's like? Try the banana peppers on a pizza. We've heard that about you. What is I, wrong with you? No, what? You know what? Teddy's a perfectly respectable person. Don't drag him in the dirt. Tom Basilia says, Monty, did you do the dishes at least? <clears throat> <clears throat> Mike J says, Monty, just curious, what do you think of BYU's helmets this week? They're okay. They're okay. Les Wayman says, amen, Teddy. Stop ganging up on us as a family. Um, Wait, who's less? <laughs> Wait, which one is less? He's not more. He's less. <laughs> <laughs> See what he did there? You know what? You're going to cause your watch to call 911 again. That's please, true. That please was don't slam the, your The hands. Apple Watch yeah. tried to call 911 yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, Kawhi laugh. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Alex Chacon says banana peppers are fantastic. Dude, dude, why? My wife, my daughter, my aunt, my niece. And she took offense. (laughs) Exactly. Jeff Johnson says, I always eat banana peppers on pizza. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. It's really despicable. Listen, man. And now everybody's going to send me pictures. Oh, hey, look, I ordered Papa Murphy's pizza. I used the promo code Monty25 to save 25% off my my banana peppers. <laughs> and the problem is... Patrick Mann says, I'd try anything with Mrs. Monty. Thank you, Patrick. Here we go. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, Gage Carter says, I've never had the pepperoncinis on the pizza place that the pizza place gives you. Are they good? No, they're not good. Don't be a Wait, hater. Kurt Meyer says the Monty Wars, probably. Yeah. Alex Chacon says, Teddy about to steal Mrs. Monty with banana peppers. Oh. Alex Chacon also says, uh, or no, he said that already. Nightshades, a very deadly plant. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Josh Levern says, better pizza, Papa John's or banana peppers? Papa John's? What? And nobody. Dude, what are you? Stop. Are you trying? Are you trying to get okay? muted in the comments? Jeremy today, Bolton or? says, if you're putting olives on your pizza, then you might as well put flats and blue cheese on it while you're at it. That's Thank what you. I'm saying. Thank you. That's what I'm says saying. Says the dude. guy who eats flats. Yeah, because flats are good, but I'm not a blue cheese guy. I'm a ranch guy all day. Kanai Johnson says, sorry guys, but meat lovers is the best, hands down. Ding. Um, I will say banana peppers are better on sandwiches than pizza. Thank you. Thank you. So you have no frame of reference here, Man, now we like are getting back I, to some normalcy. See, like I don't like banana peppers on sandwiches, but Fucking I feel a. like with a pizza, you have the sauce that might be better. It just... <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? This is a serious discussion. What do you mean you don't like banana peppers? I... <laughs> I love the sweet pepper relish at... At uh, Jersey Mike's, though. What the fuck are you talking stuff. about? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So this week we've established that Jesus is a Notre Dame fan. He's just a hack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jake's going to hell. Um, 
<laughs> and it will be full of blue cheese and banana peppers. How about that? But how do you, banana peppers but like you, on a on a, a Philly cheesesteak are amazing. Yeah. They're what not the, meant to be on peppers or not meant to be on pizza. Why do we have to? Why do you guys? Jalapenos on pizza are freaking delicious. You know, uh, here I am up on my pedestal while riding my white horse. And you guys are down there eating banana peppers. And I'm just like, when are you going to learn? Live like the rich elitists of the world, such as myself and Mike Lee. Like, live like we live. That's fucking interesting, man. Did you, by the way, did you guys see? Did you? Don't, don't, did, don't, no, okay. don't. Please, who likes what? Now? Save us the time. Who Kurt likes Meyer jalapenos says, on their pizza. Oh, <coughs> yes. <coughs> you just throw it out there. Hot and spicy. You know, food politics. Kurt Meyer says. Les says, how about tomatoes on pizza? Yes, yes. Alex Chacon says, Jesus Christ, we're getting back in, uh, on track, and Mrs. Monty derails us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm here for. We need we we are in need of the effing vaccinated effing drop. Yes, we uh, are. Okay. Michael Rappaport. Uh, okay. For you people, you people out there, that's who uh, you going home okay. with. Okay. Oh boy. You know oh what I'm boy. saying? Like All right, I'll let you guys go. I'll try to behave. Yeah, and stop coming in here and saying, Oh, Tenny, I wanna do it with you. Suck no, my ass. That. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, Teddy, let me comb your beard <laughs> while I snack on banana peppers. You know, when I see a big, long beard like that now, the only thing I can think of is that insurance commercial where it's like the personalized, the state farm, and the guy says, I like to smell my beard, especially after a meal that I like. So gross. Like, ugh, no. Please don't smell your beard after you eat. You know. What is wrong with you? Hell no. <laughs> You come up with this. Like every day you show up here with, oh yeah, Rod Long. Yeah, who doesn't like Rod Long? Rod. My God. I mean, slurp it up. We're watching, we're watching like something last night. We're watching John Oliver last week tonight. And he drops in just casually out of nowhere. Oh yeah, that's like Miss Piggy slurping up a frog penis. Having fun is the name of the game. That's who you've become. You've become John Oliver talking about Miss Piggy filleting. Mr. Fucking vaccination. Filleting. Scientific Kermit. Expert, you His name fucking is Kermit. Asshole. Everybody knows they're a couple. <laughs> the greatest drop ever. But you've turned into Mrs. Piggy filleting Fred Flintstone or whoever the flip he was talking to. Kermit oh, the Frog. In a van down by the river. Yeah, in a van down by the river, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you've turned into on the show. Oh, Teddy! The next time you drop it, oh, Teddy, will not be the first time. Damn it. Okay, I feel better. Are you? F- <laughs> Your watch is definitely going to call 911 now. I'm a man. <laughs> oh, what did the comments say? <laughs> Kurt Meyer says, Teddy, you're out. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, love that drop. Teddy Wayman says, best drop ever. Mr. Fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking asshole. Oh, my God. Kanai Johnson says, feeling froggy leap is what Mrs. Piggy used to say. (laughs) I don't have any idea. If you don't watch Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, dude. I'm going to do that. His Miss Piggy thing the other night was unbelievable. Miss Piggy. Dude, it was unbelievable. You, you should just search it because it was 
flipping oh, phenomenal. Man, I laughed. Wow. Okay, I'm awake now. And me and Mrs. Monty laugh together all the time. It's actually one of the things we do really well. Uh huh. Um, you know, and I, I, well, I, I won that shoe. Holy cow! There you go. Um, but we we laughed. We laugh together routinely. Usually, her looking at me naked, but. We laugh together a lot, and it's just so much fun. Like, one of the wow. things I truly enjoy is that her and I... I have corrupted my entire family with my terrible sense of humor. <laughs> and we'll just, like, randomly say stuff and laugh together. Or There was a video yesterday on my Instagram of a guy getting hit by a car door on his bicycle and falling under a semi-truck. I cannot tell you how many people sent me laughing emojis over that video. <laughs> oh, homie got run over by a truck? <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> what? Anyway. Anyway, MM says, like the damn video. Yeah, what are you guys doing not liking the damn video? Yeah, come on. We only have 32 likes out of uh, you guys. Come on. Let's come on. do this thing. All right. Um, let, should we get to it? Let's get to our non-sports stories while we're way off the rails anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you? What, where do we go non-sports stories today? Twitter banning people. Do you I mean, hear about this Kanye thing? Off, dude. Yeah, the Kanye topic's probably not great. Yeah. Kanye, so Kanye West wore this really politicized t-shirt about who matters. Mm -hmm. Kanye's not intelligent. Mm -hmm. And then he went on Twitter, and he had not been on Twitter for, I think, three years. Right. He had not been on Twitter. And he dropped a bunch of anti-Semitic, so anti-Jewish rhetoric. Right. And Twitter banned him. Yeah. Should Twitter be able to ban people for stuff like that? Yeah, I think they should. I think that we get too comfortable with social media platforms and we think we can say whatever the hell we want. And everyone goes right to, and I'm sure I'm sure our good friend Ruff's official is going to pipe right in on this, but uh, you know, everyone wants to go right to, oh, well, it's freedom of speech and the Second Amendment, and you know, we can say whatever the hell we want. And it's like, well, actually, you can say whatever the hell you want standing on a curb on a street. That doesn't mean you can say whatever the hell you want on a social media platform that has terms of service that you agreed to. This, to me, is a very straightforward issue. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that complicated. No, I don't I don't think it's complicated at all. I think when you I think if you're going to. And every situation is different, like do not misconstrue what I'm about to say, like, hey, the president, Donald Trump versus Kanye West. A guy like Kanye West cannot be allowed to tweet stuff like that. And it very clearly, Twitter has terms of service. I mean, when you use anti-Semitic rhetoric, you're going to get banned from Twitter and Facebook. He was banned from Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, he's been banned across the board. That's very different than the Donald Trump situation, which I think is multi-layered and has a whole bunch of dynamics to it. But if you're Twitter, you have to be able to ban people. It's no. It's why Truth Social, which is what always comes up, has r routinely banned people, and they're banned. Like you have to have the the functionality to do that. I don't even think this is a controversial topic. Yeah. It, and if you're a guy like Kanye West, you have millions and millions of people. But bro, you got to get help. Like Kanye West is that guy. You're gonna wake up one day to the headline on your phone that he. You know, heavens to Betsy, killed himself or died somehow. Or that's what I fear for Kanye West. Because you can see the threads coming apart. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't have any, yeah, I don't no have any doubt about, about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that Kanye will, 
is not going to change. But I don't think he will ever change. The problem is, is that he has access uh, to so much opportunity to say things until he gets banned, right? So they ban him on that, then it just drives him to whatever truth social, and then he'll get on that and say whatever he wants. But it's social responsibility. I think it's right for Twitter to be able to ban people. Um, I don't think there's a doubt that it's the right yeah, thing to do. A- absolutely. We'll see what happens with uh, when Elon uh, takes over. I know, but that's but. and that's kind of the thing that the state of Twitter, I think, is very much. I hate Twitter, to be honest. I'm on it all the time. I use it regularly. Yeah. I can't stand it. And yeah. it, it's why, you know, with a very select few Tanner Plummer, you know, uh, but there's probably only 50 people I, I interact with on Twitter on a regular basis because it's just, it's a cesspool. Hey, yeah, it's a cesspool of death, yeah. man. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think you have to have the, the, the right to ban people. And you I have, have to, to agree. I don't even think this is that controversial. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I What are the people saying? I'm curious. Tom Basilius said Kanye is still on Twitter. Did he get out back on? I don't know what that means. His but, profile may still be there, but it is. But it well now it's banned. But he hadn't used Twitter for I think it was three years to the point where Elon Musk, when he tweeted, Elon took a little heat because he clearly didn't read what Kanye was tweeting, but he like applauded him and welcomed him back to Twitter because yeah. it's been years since Conway Yeezy. You know, um, well in Kurt but- Myers, this is exactly a, a really good point. Did you guys hear about PayPal? No, because I think this is a huge problem. PayPal, and by the way, they have pulled this back. They've re- they've had Redacted. a change of heart. Re- they, they, they have re yeah thought about it. They pulled it back. They released a new terms of service, and I saw this come over on my phone, and I de- actually deleted the PayPal app off my phone. Uh-huh. Not that I use it very often, but it turns out that PayPal is no different than Venmo now, because Venmo is doing the same thing. Uh huh. If you, on your social media platform, spread misinformation and lies or hate speech, PayPal released terms of service that says they can fine you $2,500. So if you're using them regularly and you get caught spreading lies or misinformation, they will fine you $2,500. Now they've pulled that back. Yeah, I'm not. That seems a little crazy to me. Yeah, that's that. What what are you? Are you trying to make profit on what people are tweeting about? Essentially, I just don't know how it works. Well, I think it. Well, I, I, I think that it's not a profit thing. I think the, I think the Silicon Valley folks, and I think the tech elites in this country are tired of the. I think people are so worried about what this next election cycle is going to do. The midterms are less than a month away. I think people are really worried about what this election cycle is going to bring. And I think people are really worried about people's right to vote. I think that you look at PayPal and you look at Venmo and you look at Silicon Valley, they are spending real money to protect people's access to the vote voter box. And I think that, that when you spread misinformation, this is directly linked to the, the 2020 election. There's, there's no doubt about that. Like right. I think we saw it to a lesser extent in 2016, but the violence and the misinformation that was used in the 2020 election and the results of that election where Donald Trump lost and the, the misinformation that came out of that and the gerrymandering and the changing of voting laws and the restrictions. And I think Silicon Valley and tech elites are really worried about that. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing all of these platforms now 
Twitter, Facebook, Meta as a whole. So Instagram and Facebook are the same company. TikTok has it. Like all of these people are saying, hey, if you spread misinformation, you're going to be banned. And now Venmo and PayPal try to take it to another level, which is, hey, if you spread misinformation, if you spread hate speech, if you're Kanye and you use PayPal, we're going to fine you $2,500. I just don't know how that works. Like, I, I honestly... In what, in what sense? What do you mean? I mean, I guess that if you agree to their terms of service, which now uh, uh, makes me want to you know, yeah. delete my account, if that's their thing, yeah. just because you're not the police. You could ban someone. So PayPal, if someone is spreading hate speech, go ahead and ban them. Make it so they can't use your service if you don't want them to use your service. But I don't know where you come off thinking that you could actually find someone, uh, you know, an I amount. Have... Like, I don't, the, are, are you the law? Like, that seems very strange to me. Yeah. Uh, ban someone. Sure. You have the right to say, we don't want your patronage. So we're going to not allow you to use our services. But, but this is a part of this problem also is, is that that's weird. who owns Venmo? I don't know. PayPal owns Venmo. So you have, and this is kind of part of this discussion that's popped up now, like all of this consolidation in the financial sector. I mean, if, if one company decides to, to, to limit your misinformation spreading, there's likely three, four more that are behind that. But here's my question. Is, so is PayPal like going through Twitter or like what is the, I, I guess I just don't, are they, yeah, are they, I, so is Twi So is there a relationship between Twitter and PayPal where Twitter's like, hey, you need to find this person? That's what I'm trying to I understand think, here. I think what PayPal has said is that in a public space, yeah. if you spread misinformation and we find out about it, or if it's verified that you did that, if you, if you, and I think a lot of this was, the Twitter, the social media platforms, YouTube, right. and the other pro part of part of this problem is Google's involved in this as well, right? Because yeah, YouTube course. has taken a lot of heat. And by the way, for those who don't know, PayPal, uh, or excuse me, um, YouTube is owned by Google, mm -hmm. so Google's taking a lot of heat because they also ban people from their platform. And it's for things like hate speech and spreading misinformation. Uh, yeah, the whole concept of can you ban someone is not even controversial. Like you I don't should be think able to it is. Someone. I really don't. Like it's 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 part of doing business. But this whole concept about I didn't even know PayPal was trying to do this or whatever. Like that they. Oh, this had was a huge story. Yeah, yeah. Ken Williams says I never leave money in PayPal. I don't really use PayPal. Yeah, I don't use PayPal. I use Venmo all the time. I use Venmo all the time. Um, so let's see. Uh, Gage Carter says, Monty, do you have a doggo? Yes. And he's currently wailing Crying in the background, background. wanting his food. Yeah. Even though he's 20 minutes early. Uh, Dallin, um, Sprawl says, uh, PayPal owns Venmo. Just so you know, they do. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. what you're just saying. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Josh Levern says it's dry cut. Can't say anything you want without consequences. Well, I mean, there Agreed. is something to that. There's absolutely something to that. And I do think our words have consequences. Yeah. We as a society, by the way, we as a society don't generally like to talk about those consequences, but I think our words absolutely have con If we learned anything from the 2020 election, our words have consequences. And yes. if you look at the, the, if you look at what's happening in the, the, you know, the insurrection trials and it's a lot of what people said and texted. It's a lot of what people spread on social media. Yeah. That's why you're seeing so so much coming out on this stuff. I just I think we are in a very dangerous time in our society. I think societal 
violence is on the rise. Mm -hmm. I think hate crimes and hate speech are on the rise. I think that we are looking at a situation where our society is teetering. We are going to eat ourselves. I, I, I think yeah. if we have a significant civil uprising, and I, I'm not the guy that throws out the W, you know, war, I don't do that. But it, we could have a significant societal uprising in the next two years based on the election cycle. And that's terrifying to me. You know, like it, it just, it's scary. Let's see. Uh, Boyd Lake says, um, if Twitter is a public space, then they shouldn't be regulating speech. It's not a public it's space. It's not. It's not. It's owned by a, pri- by a business. That's right. Tw- Twitter is not and a public space. this is what space. I mean. We're too comfortable with Twitter. It's not a public space. It is an app just the same way TikTok or Facebook or Instagram is. Like, it, it's not a public space. That's it's You are different. welcome to go stand on your street corner and shout whatever the hell you want. That That's is right. a public space. That is free speech. Go ahead and have fun. That is free speech. Yes. Which brings me to my next topic, by the way. We got off the freeway last night mm-hmm. up in Murray, mm-hmm. and there was a sign at the top of the freeway ramp. Oh, Mrs. Monty, what did that sign say? It said that the transfer of money or property on the highway is prohibited, something like that. That's, but I think there was a few extra words added in there. But from what I remember, it was that the transfer of money between uh, on the highway between persons like on the street and in a vehicle is prohibited. And it had it on both sides. And this is a common place where you see panhandling. And all of a sudden last night, I was like, oh whoa there's not a a person standing there and there's a sign on both sides so i found that interesting i'm not sure if it's something that's actually new but there was not a person standing there and there usually is at least one and we were on that same off-ramp on saturday Mm -hmm. yeah somebody gave a panhandler 20 bucks 20 bucks should it be illegal to give a beggar money on a freeway ramp I think or on a on freeway a- ramp. I think it's it's situational depending on the traffic situation. I think on a freeway off ramp, yeah, it should be. That's a dangerous situation. And during rush hour on weekends, I can tell you that specific ramp gets incredibly backed up yeah. onto the freeway, which is what causes major accidents. So yeah, in that spot, yeah, it should be illegal. I I I'm so torn by this. So my point is if you, if you just go to State Street and whatever that is, right by the Carhartt stores and all that, if you go right there on that corner of the mall yeah, in Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime somebody steps out into traffic there, you're risking your life. I mean, I think we as a society, we're built on the premise of help the rich helping the poor. We, we have always been able to hand money down. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this is an effort to prevent that from happening. I don't know. I, I don't. I just don't know how I feel about it. Now, having said that, I don't ever give money to panhandlers or beggars, because like there's one at the Costco in South Jordan. There's a there is a a family that sits out there every weekend. I mean, we see them there all the time. Yeah. And they have signs that say, "Hey, just trying to raise my kids." And uh huh. But and, then when they're when they think you're not looking, they pull out their iPhone. You know. Well, like this lady that got twenty dollars the other night had a large amount of money in her back pocket. Yeah. And so the thing I say about that is I just, I, I, A, I don't know what you're going to do with that money. And if I give it to you, I probably shouldn't care, but I do. I do. And I have said this repeat. We, it, a girl that I used to work with reached out to me and asked me to lend her money a couple of months ago. And, you know, we talked about it and I said, I won't lend you money, but I'll, I'll have groceries delivered to your house. 
You know, because she was saying, hey, I can't afford to buy groceries this month. And what did what was the reaction to that? She never replied. Well, there you go. You know, but that's why I'm not just going to be like, oh, yeah, here, let me Ven- Venmo you 50 bucks. Like, I'm not the guy that does it. I don't know. Does that make me a jerk? I don't feel I don't like it, it necessarily you does. You know, I think it's, you know, you, you want the money to be used the right way. So you're not going to give them money. You're going to give them resources. That's different. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it. the decision of whether or not you want to give panhandlers money is a personal decision. But I do think that there is a safety issue. Uh-huh. And I, I imagine, although I haven't personally seen it, I imagine there are risks to to humans and it also is probably a risk to the car owner if someone gets in your way uh on an off-ramp on a street on a street corner because they do they run out they they run out to grab money from other people now i have i've given money before but it's not something i frequently do now i mostly give directly to organizations yep by the way um people are disagreeing with me alex chacon says the rich helping the poor uh, or wait, Robert says, what are some good deals on Prime Day? Oh, there's Ooh. all kinds. Ooh, yeah, if you're not in your Amazon app, you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, Alex Chacon says, the rich helping the poor is the best joke all show. Well, and I would agree because I now don't think I it is agree. the rich helping the poor. I think it's the average person who get, ends up giving money. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, give the food to a food bank. Yeah. Uh, there is always someone on the exit uh, at 106. Oh, yeah, Eminem. At 106 yeah, right by the... Is. Yeah, absolutely yeah. there is. Well, and you know the thing is, it's because the 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 off-ramps here in Utah are so nice. They're very spacious and very like laid out, so you mm-hmm. have... Well, and on Bangor, obviously, there is, you know... A ton of them on Bangor. A ton yeah. of them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely a ton of them. There is a great... There's a lot of opportunity to give to food banks. There's a lot of opportunity to give to shelters... And in fact, this week I donated to um, a shelter in uh, West Valley. So if you are wanting to help I, in, and you're concerned about where the money might go, it, there's lots of organizations here that you can give to and that you can make a difference. You, you got a little uh, cocoa cough working over there, kid? Dude, I have like allergies or something this morning. I don't the know what the dog is going like on. dying in the back. Yeah, yeah. What is going on? What is what is going on with the dog? Can we, can we adjust? Oh, hey, like, there he is. There yeah. he is. He's like freaking losing his zoom? mind. Can, can we get a little zoom action on that? He's like losing his... I don't know. Can I? Look oh, at him. Yeah, like He wants his food, dude. He wants his food. Look at him. You got to put the mic down there now. Rhino. What do you do? He's like, can I eat that microphone? No, you can't. Okay. No, you can't. Yeah. So. All right. Great. Anyway. What's that? He won't whine while I hold it down there. He won't. It's annoying as hell. Uh, Prime Day deals. I actually like this topic a lot. I'm a huge Prime Day deal guy. Uh-huh. Um, Mrs. Monty. Lots of TVs. There's lots of electronics out there. Um, this is the first time they've done an October Prime Day, and it's really very smart. They are trying to get people to buy things for the holidays before we go into a recession. Prime early happens. access sale. Yeah, like it's kind of crazy, but you have to have Prime. Like you yeah. have to be a Prime. And member by the way, by the way, the to get access to the deals. By the way, we have a you have a Peloton. I do. On Prime Day, you can save 25% off your Peloton. You can now get the bike um, on on the on the app, um, and you can get uh, accessories on the app. I don't believe that they are doing the treadmill. I think it's just the, just the bike. standard bike and accessories, like and, shoes, weights, water yeah. bottles, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I also think the uh, Mac Air M1 
is one of the best deals on Prime Day. Like, there's wow, a lot under a thousand dollars for that? Yeah, man. Wow. The MacBook, the MacBook deals. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton yeah. of deals. Just there's get a in ton your of deals. And if you wanna, if you want a link to some of the best deals, just DM me. I'll send you a link. I have to pee so bad right now. <laughs> Go ahead, cue the, the music. Cue the music, Donnie. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, folks, appreciate you guys. I know sometimes people hate the conversations we have. It's non-sports. It's what we do here. So we appreciate you. Are you going to say something while I spin in my chair and have to go pee-pee dancing? No. Bye. Bye. Uh, don't forget, we're off on Friday. Back tomorrow at 6 a.m. on the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>